Welcome, guys. You guys were in sync. It wasn't in sync with me, but I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we did too poorly. We'll, we'll work it out. Uh, another week, another pod. Uh, pod number 15 today. Uh, before we begin, I do want to say, if you haven't done so already and you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe, please follow, and please rate us on your podcast spot, um, podcast platform. Excuse me. Um, follow us on IG. It is springs.thread. Our website is www.springsandthread.com. And thanks to our amazing Mikey. He has now been blessing you guys with links on what we're talking about. So do check that out. It's on the website. So let's roll on into the podcast as usual. Uh, we talk about sneakers, we talk about fashion, we talk about the whole culture around it all. Also, we talk about watches. Um, I want to start off today um, by asking Mr. Darius, what did you wear on the wrist and what did you wear on the feet? Um, last couple of days, I've actually been wearing, back again, the AP Royal Oak Chrono Panda Dial. Oof. I'm wearing a bit more often, but today I have my sub on, okay. as usual, and I've been wearing... Vans, because it's not that snowy, so I can wear my my lows. Um, yeah, very nice. So what, I don't have to trek go through snow. What colors um are your vans? OGs, man. OGs, oh, black and white. You got that's how you do it. Love it. Top of the look like sneakers. Shut up, little B. Shut up, little B in the back. <laughs> that's what it's all about. That's amazing. How about you, Mikey? Uh, on the wrist. A lot more the same. Nothing. Uh, however, 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 we are going to figure out what I'm going to buy in just a short moment, which is boom. pretty dope. Um, so stay tuned. So yeah, stay tuned. If, you, if, if your attention span can't go longer than another, like, I don't know, six minutes or whatever it takes for us to get through <laughs> this, then, like, sorry, I guess you're never going to find out what budget watch I got. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then on the feet. Um, I wore the Carhartts a lot, uh, the Carhartt Air Force One. Uh, didn't wear the AM95s as much this week. Wore them a few times. I always, I always break them out just because it's like I don't even have them laced. I don't even lace them. Wow. I, I straight up just slip mm. my foot in them. They're, they're like a pair of hush puppies at this point. So. <laughs> what are yeah. hush puppies for people that don't know what the what they are? They're like, they're, I, from what I recall, they're like slippers. I just know that they're like, it's like the term that everybody uses for like a comfy little pair yes. of slippers, right? Yeah. Okay. Is that a Canadian thing? I don't even know. I think know, that's a Canadian man. thing. I don't that's even Canadian know. I'm pretty sure hush puppies is like an actual brand of slipper. Okay. It is an actual, it was an actual brand yeah. at least. It was. Yeah, no, those those things are broken and pretty nice. I, uh, I I definitely I don't do the Yeezy step on the back of the <laughs> on the back of the shoe thing, but but I do I do just slide them on, which is uh, kind of nice. Uh, how about you, Ed? Um, so I must confess, I'm going to start with the feet. Last week I said uh, that I've transitioned into boots. That lasted a hot minute. Um, and then <laughs> starting uh, Friday, I actually uh, busted out my Beat Force Ones already. So oh, Beat Force Ones. Yeah, my very Beat uh, Air Force Ones. Uh, and then in rotation with that is I have also been wearing my Vans Darius. Uh, yes. Yeah, my Vans Vaults, the uh, the Skate Highs. Um, it's a, it's a great winter shoe. I'm not gonna lie. It's That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's very durable. You know what? I I don't own any Vans anymore. Uh, actually, no, I do, but I, I don't wear them anymore. I think the only pair that I still own that, like, I haven't thrown out over the years is um, I have, like, a pair of, 
I think it's just it's I don't know if it's an old school. It might be an old school, um, but it's like a fuzzy suede. I got them oh, at the outlet. Like, is it like pony hair? No, no. No, um, fuzzy suede. Yeah, it's it's just like I I you know what I I'll go grab them. I think they're I think they're downstairs somewhere. I'll grab them afterwards so you can see them. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's almost like uh you know when the suede just kind of like protrudes like it's not like. Like well, it's, it's like not, nappy. it's not shaved. Like yeah, it's like, that's, yes, that's yes, yes. Come um, on. Yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> first, swooshy first pants. we forget, first, first, first we pants. forget what nylon is. <laughs> now we forget what nappy suede I don't, looks I don't like. I think he's saying the suede protrudes is that heinous. Damn. Like, <laughs> 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 um, uh, but, or just, or you know that hairy leather? Yeah, hairy leather. <laughs> That would have been. That, that's you know what. That's what I'm gonna start calling suede from now on on purpose. <laughs> you know that hairy leather. Um, oh, oh yeah, the, the upper of the sneaker is beautiful. It's got a lot of hairy leather on it. <laughs> it's very attractive. It's it's like when you see those uh, ALD uh, New Balance 1500s. Very ha- hairy leather on there. Yeah, yeah. Very oh, very heavy, hairy leather. Very, yeah. You can see something pony hair. It's gonna be like, oh, that's hairy, hairy leather. <laughs> the hairiest yeah, or, leather. Or like, um, like when it's like a when it's like a denim shoe instead of denim, I'll just start saying like, "Oh, it looks like the like the work pant material." <laughs> pant shoe. Looks like my pants. It looks like thing. when my dad wears the work in the morning <laughs> on his legs. Man, it looks like pant shoes. Oh gosh, <laughs> people are not not getting the informative information. But yeah, on the wrist, so. just to go back, uh, I've been wearing the the Hamilton. So it's uh it's a it's a military inspired watch. Let's show you guys again. Very simple, you know, no frills kind of thing. Manual wind. So every morning I will wind it and then just throw it on the wrist. What I like about this versus sometimes more the conventional watches that are at thirty nine millimeters or more is that this literally just slips um, underneath the cuff of a sweatshirt or a cuff of a, uh, you know, of a, of a shirt. And that's what I appreciate about these smaller and uh, thinner watches. Yeah. Very dope. Thank you. Very, thank you. very good. Thank you. Thank you. Also <laughs> repping uh, only NY right now. Skate brand out in NY. Ed's a big fan of them. It seems. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen him wear the, the only NY stuff a few times. Yeah. Only Got NY. Him. Send him, send him some stuff, you know? Yes, please. Yes, please. And belief. New York, you guys got to send me some stuff too. They they have yeah. before. Anyway, um, anyways, let's. Move I'm on. gonna try and shoot my shot now. Uh, Louis yeah. Vuitton. Uh, if you're listening to this, anybody at Louis Vuitton doesn't matter what you do there. Um, you could be working <laughs> IT. Just you know, tap Virgil on the shoulder, tell him to send me that sixteen thousand dollar backpack that I spoke Ooh. about last week. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm just I'm just you know shooting my yeah. shot with all these brands out here. How about you, yeah. Darius? I mean, if also LV, I just want all I want. All I, I don't need a $16,000 backpack. I just want stuff from the Chapman collection. I know you got samples in there, man. Yeah. Get me that, get me that silk shirt. Get me, get me the t-shirt. I don't need, I'm a ready to wear guy. Just give me those. Yeah. I, uh, you know, if the Louis Vuitton thing doesn't work out, I mean, I, Daniel Wellington, I guess I'll put a 15% code. Whoa, whoa. Pause. Time out. Pause. Pause. Nah, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. DW movement, it never. Never. Yeah, it's... it's, Fit T, if you're trying to send me some T. Ventura, Ventura watches, too. Nah. 
If you okay. uh, if you didn't know, the way that Daniel Wellington does their movements is there's like a little mouse on the inside of the watch that runs on a on a hamster wheel, <laughs> and, and that's that's how it works. That's you know. Yeah, that's why it ticks every time the hamster like takes a break. It ticks. <laughs> Sprint! Um, oh shit! The uh, just a little update from last week. Um, sure. So I did get my car heart um, replacement. Well, I guess not replacement, but my car heart jacket from Altitude Sports. Uh, shout mm-hmm. out Altitude Sports once again. Lovely um, people. Lovely people. Uh, Federic, my guy. Uh, yeah, my boy. Um, sent me the small. I mean, I paid for it, but sent me the small. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, I don't want people up. to think that I'm that cool. Like, I definitely it. don't want people to think that I'm getting this shit for free because I am not. But not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But um yeah, no, I got the I got the Carhartt uh Detroit or sorry, Michigan, Michigan. Uh, jacket. Yeah. You know, why do they name their products like after like you know what I mean? Come on. Like you're making it very difficult for me to differentiate between what jacket I got and what jacket I'm thinking. <laughs> but like, couldn't they just call it, like, the Wisconsin or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just a different state. Like, a yeah, state, Wich- whatever. Wichita, you know. Yeah, this is a different, this is a different <laughs> situation. Anyways, um, so I got that in. The small was the right fit. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm going to stick with the small. I'm going to send the medium back to Essence. What, what size are you usually, just for people that are? I'm usually a medium. So I would say that if you are going for the Carhartt stuff, maybe size down. Um, unless you're a small, in which case the extra small, when I looked at the measurements, are, is probably going to be too small for you. Uh, so if you're usually a small and the small doesn't fit on you, you might be out you're of luck. You're taking an L. Yeah, you might Go be out bulk. of luck. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'll be sending that back to Essence uh, once I get my uh, Ziggy Zaggy pants in. <laughs> Ziggy Zaggy. <laughs> Ziggy Zaggy pants. My uh, Isimeyake uh, please, Ziggy Zaggy man. <laughs> I'm gonna be a Ziggy Zaggy man in a few uh, tomorrow. They're coming tomorrow. You you got uh, the tapered ones with the straight legs. Uh no, I got the straight leg. I got the straight leg. Yeah, I originally oh, yeah. ordered the tapered, and then I saw. I don't know how I didn't see this before, but I saw the side profile after the fact, and I was like, "It's a strong taper." Oh, the side profile of it is awful. Like, I mean, I like it from the front. It looks terrible from the side. So I went, I went with the straight leg. Uh, I got two pairs of those just because I don't know what size I'm going to end up being. And then, uh, you know, pick up a try four. And... What was that? Did you pick up a size three or, or four? I think I picked up a one and a two oh, or something like that. So the one is like a 32 and then the two is like a 34. Or Wait, something. are you going off of the essence size guide when you're cho- at the drop down or did you actually click into it? I, w- I went through the drop down Ooh, did i fuck myself yeah because those are small if you look at the product description i believe three or four is 31 and 32 they you know what's weird is so i think they only go to three okay on essence yeah but they have a lot they have a lot of play because it's literally ziggy zaggies and those zigs can open up and become zags mikey will report what yeah, the right I mean, size is. Watch me, watch me try on the the size one, and it, it rips. It's gonna rip, and then uh, the size <laughs> two is what's gonna actually fit me, and then I'm gonna have to pay for two pairs of pants, and one of them I'm not gonna be able to wear. Factory defect. Just say, you know, at at QC, it just was not good. 
we need to delete this part out of the pod because that actually happened. <laughs> he zigged instead of instead of zagging. Yeah, like we'll we'll just replace this whole part with like a robot voice just going, I would never wear a pair of pants that are too small for me. I would know just by looking at them or no, something. Never. So <laughs> awesome. So so the, the jacket fits, you're waiting for your ziggy zaggies. My ziggy zaggies. Love and it. then and then once once those come and I figure out what size I actually am in those, then uh, you know I'm gonna try and save the planet in any way I can and send back both of the items in one box. It's gonna make <laughs> almost zero difference, but uh, you know at least I get to go to sleep and go I'm a good person. Yes. <laughs> you know. You, you got a whole fit down. That's exactly. the most important thing. Um. Yeah. Moving on, uh, we. We have a very special event that, uh, you know, I was talking about a few minutes ago. Um, it's time. It's time. Uh, what, it's time. What are you going to tell everyone? It's, it's time for some time. Ooh. It's time to duel. Ooh. It, it's time to... I was thinking this too, Ed. But no, it is... That's what I was thinking. It is... It's time. It's time for some time. I don't... I'm officially buying a watch today. Yes, yes, I know. I nice. Know. It's um, happening. And I don't know whether I'm going to go with the G-Shock, GA2100, or the Swatch, Big Bold Jellyfish. Okay, so walk us through. One is walk us through the, the decisions. Yes. Why, why is each one, uh, you know, Why are they even contenders? Why aren't you Why are they even contenders? Are, are, are you, are you, you know. could, <laughs> Are you a little are you a little flustered by them being contenders? No, heck no. Heck no. Oh, okay. But okay. but the All viewers right. want to know. <laughs> okay. Well, I um, want to know. Well, basically, I mean, Rick Ross wore the the Casio, which is the GA2100. I mean, it has to be in the running after that. He is the boss. Yeah. Wings. Um <laughs> Wingstar. Was it Wingstar? Yeah. Wingstop. Wingstop. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah, My bad to all the uh, U.S. listeners. Sorry, I butchered that. Um, but, but uh, so yeah, the GA twenty one hundred. It looks like an AP, but it's not an AP price. Uh, I can get it right now on end for I believe one hundred and forty five dollars plus seventeen dollars worth of tax. Uh, I don't know if that comes with free shipping or not. I haven't ordered off end in a while. Uh, but I mean, like at most, it'd probably be like 180 bucks, something like that, 190. Um, Sounds right. So you know, decent price point. Um, and then the Swatch uh, Big Bowl Jellyfish um, is a little bit of a different take, and uh, I would say a lot different than the GA2100. The uh, Big Bowl Jellyfish is a uh, transparent, translucent watch. Uh, the band, uh, the face of it, everything—you can kind of see the guts of the watch. Um, and again, the price point is relatively reasonable, $140 plus tax. And I believe it's free shipping over $80 in Canada. Mm -hmm. So it would come up to 157 if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I don't know, the, the GA 2100 is a very cool watch. Uh, but I do know that if I end up buying it, I'm going to want to do the metal conversion. (laughs) What color, what color are you going to get? I would get the black for sure. Um, so, you know, I'm going to end up doing the metal conversion. It's going to turn from a $190 watch to, you know, close to two or 200, $400 watch. 
Um, with that, you know, being said, um, and the jellyfish, I don't really have anything like it. Um, it's definitely not like some showstopper of a watch or anything like that, but, uh, it's different. Like, I don't know anybody that has a watch that looks like this and, uh, I feel like it actually goes with a lot. Uh, you can kind of dress it up, you can dress it down. Um, there, there's a lot of versatility to it as there is with the GA 2100. However, I do own a steel watch already, so it almost feels like it'd be overkill. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys think I should do? Ed, what do you think you should do? No, I'm t- I said, I Ooh, said, Ed I first. know you're quick. Okay. Very so quick. the G shock, you like it that you like that. Number one, there's a pretty good backing and a pretty good, you know, reputation. Um, it's a dope watch, that, like regardless okay. of anything, regardless. it's a dope watch. Okay, yeah. that's that's good. Um, for the Swatch, you like it because it's different. It's not something that someone off the beaten, like like someone off the street would be like, hey, I know what that is. It's like yeah. if you know, you know kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Huh. You, you brought up a good point because when you get the G-Shock, you will eventually do the metal conversion. And you are investing a lot more. Oh, into, I'm gonna do it immediately. Into that. Oh, okay. Like right away. Yeah. Well, your 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 upfront cost is is quite high it's compared high. to to the Swatch. I I will say one thing. As much as I love the G Shock, I love the fun aspect, and I love the you know if you know you know element of the Swatch. The Swatch also goes back because the original jellyfish is jellyfish. Jellyfishes, yeah, uh, we're jellyfish. actually a lot, uh, we're a lot smaller. So I think nowadays they're probably like forty-one millimeters, something like that. I believe they were down to maybe even a thirty-six or thirty-eight back in the day. It um, is a little 40, more. 47 millimeter thickness, uh, forty-four millimeter height. Okay, rather large watch, um, but you might have bigger wrists than me. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I would. I don't want to make it make up the decision for you, but I do feel like I would go towards the swatch just because I know it's not something that a lot of people have just based off of that alone. Also, I'm saving a lot because if you're going to invest close to $400 ultimately in the G shock, I think there are other watches out there that are probably worth looking at before you pull the plug. I mean, pull, you know, pull the trigger. I agree with that. Yeah. How, how do you I feel would I would go. I would go G-Shock. Ooh. <laughs> now, now here's here's the reason why. Because say like let's say for example, right? You don't do the metal conversion for whatever ungodly reason you don't do it. <laughs> ungodly um, reason. <laughs> I mean, you're dead set on it, right? You're like I'm going to do it immediately. <laughs> no, I agree with that, but ungodly that is that is strong a strong words. Strong words. Strong words. Um Very. Also, I have some I have some thoughts about that metal conversion as well. Okay. But it being your essentially your first watch that you do intend on wearing consistently, mm-hmm. I think having something safe is pretty important. You know, that's a good point. And and part of it is because the swatch is all going to be plexi and sort of silicon, um, clear silicon, and that's all going to go yellow and like tarnish. Uh, it's going to bleh. It's going to be disgusting in, like, a year or so. 
Yeah, I forgot about that, that part. See, there you go. Like, like, icy souls. Now you yeah, got an icy like wrist, like but the wrong forces, sort of icy wrist. Like my beat forces. Like the icy souls. I le- legit was just gonna say that because we talked about it. He's gonna say like I got ice on my wrist and it's all yellowed. Uh, yeah, I just <laughs> thought about that right now. Like I literally didn't. Like thank God you guys brought that up because I. Oh yeah. Very valid point. Mm, right. Um, but if you do, it's like, say we go, we go G-Shock and we go metal conversion. There is a few variations of the metal conversion. And there's one variation that mimics like the AP bracelet, like the five link with the brush surfaces and the beveled edges. I think that bracelet is whack. Do not do that bracelet. Hmm. Damn. Now because I'm really they conflicted. there's a conversion I was literally kit. Literally just about to check out this watch. Like it's in my no, car there, right now. No, there's a and then there's a conversion kit that uses like a Casio yes. style bracelet. Yes. That one is a lot better because that still wants to be a Casio. That is still a Casio and it's still it's not trying so 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 hard to be a Royal Oak. So because it's like. It's too it's too much of an appropriation, I think. Well, he, here's here's the here's the reason why I was thinking against the Casio, and it was it was solely based on the fact that I do own a steel watch already. So I mean, like you know, it not it's not redundant. I would obviously I'd convert it to the black anyways, and I don't have a black yeah. watch. Um, damn it! But now this silicone thing is really like, how do you keep that clean? Like, how do you don't wear it? That's the only thing I can do, eh? Yeah. Uh, or keep buying straps for it. But if you keep buying straps for a swatch, it's like, is it really worth? You can just buy another swatch, you should, which is sort of the entire point. Yeah, you start just like throwing money down the drain if you just keep Yeah, exactly. Something. And then if you get the Cassioke in a black metal conversion kit, oof. Can't you like, can you like bleach Fire. the silicone? But can you do like a lot of water and a little bit of bleach and keep the color the uh. same? No idea. Never tried. Shoot. You didn't think about that one, did you? No, I didn't at all. And I don't know why I didn't. I, I'm actually... Uh, damn it. Or you can just get both. Yeah, no, I'm good on that. <laughs> like, I've, one, I've spent, one oh, pair I've of Ziggy Zaggy pants or both? What? One pair of Ziggy Zaggies or both watches? Nah, one pair of Ziggy Zaggies all day, bro. All day. And not to mention, I might rip the first pair, so. (laughs) He's going to have two pairs of Ziggy Zaggies. You know what? Um, To to Darius's point, you might get a lot of use and a lot of wear from the Casio, not only because of the metal conversion, but I'm looking right now, and some people have paired the metal conversion to a resin strap. Right. Sick. I've seen that before. It looks so good. I would would get the black, though. I'd I'd get the all black metal conversion. Yeah. Yeah, it's so sick. So, b- because of that versatility, if you do want to sometimes look a little more, you know, end of the world kind of vibe, then you can do the mixed. And then sometimes, if you how, want the full metal, then you can just you know replace the bracelet. How he long have, would it? How long would it take me to take off that strap? Do you guys know? Because I haven't really bro, looked like into how long the metal conversion five seconds. It's probably like twenty minutes, right? You just oh, un- un- unscrew the case, you replace yeah. it, and then the the. Uh, bracelet just with the uh, fucking spring bars, right? Yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah, maybe even less than twenty minutes. Yeah, 
if he didn't have the metal case on it, just like boop boop done. Yeah. Uh, now I'm just conflicted. I don't know. You what know to what? Do with myself. I I do agree with uh, Darius's comment though with the metal conversion. As much as someone might want it for the AP style bracelet, uh, I think that's where you bo- like kind of draw the line and like, okay, this is not an homage or like this is not something flattering. Like this yeah, is I, just I, straight out like rip off kind of thing. Yeah, I definitely don't want anybody to think that I have an AP. Like it's it's nothing <laughs> yeah, like that, that. That's when it goes from having a Cassiope into having a Royal Broke. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> and I've said that before. Oh, damn, you got him. You damn. got him, Darius. Hold on. Let's see if I, I can get free shipping. I on think there. I sent one of the listeners the uh, the AP style bracelet. You know, Mikey, the <sighs> I, I showed you that one. I just found the link and I just kind of th- I didn't really look. I, I oh yeah, I think you said the cam. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Cam. Well, I mean, sorry, Cam. That's what you get for stealing my watch, pal. Oof. You know, I mean, now you're. Cam, you have to buy a new bracelet, bro. Yeah, bro. You gotta just. Throw out the, just sell me the watch. You don't, you don't deserve it, bro. Yeah, at this point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we, we know what you did. We know what you did, man. We know exactly what you did, Cam. Why is it that every single time I ever try and check anything out on end, I always have to reset my password? I can never remember oh, what my password is. I do hate that. I do hate that. And go through the same stuff. Well, I mean, check, yeah, I, I guess I'll, the royal, I'll deliberate royal. with myself in my head for the next for the remainder of this podcast and just tune out, just completely <laughs> And just think, did you, uh, did you consider the Hodinkee uh, swatch, the, that green one? Is I, I didn't even look to see if it was available because I just assumed it wasn't. Oh, no. I think that one's pretty... Really? I think if that one's still available. It's just the John Mayer one that is uh, no longer available. Really? Yeah. Uh... Let's see if the Swatch System 51 Hodinkee is available. But also, like, do I really want a green watch? Like, it's not that yeah, I don't it think available. it's that, That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's why. Like, if I was going to go, like, something that, you know, is a little bit more niche like that, at least I could go with the transparent, and then I'll go with, like, a lot more. Um, does anybody have a promo code for free shipping on it? <laughs> Hey, I do not. Hey, honey, if you sponsored this podcast, we that would have been a perfect product placement. That would have been a perfect plug for you, honey. You know it's you know what's crazy is that I uh I have the um this is not a plug. I legitimately have their extension on my Chrome. So Okay. There you go. Good I mean, job, we're, honey. We're about to find out. We're about to find out if honey's really what they say they're about. Um Loading the checkout now. I feel like it's gonna end up being like over two hundred bucks with shipping and stuff, though. It'll you can be. You get one from. Uh, you can buy one from Hodinkee. It says. It the GA twenty one hundred. Yeah. Oh, for real? Oh no, it'll be one sixty three yeah. Canadian. Oh, there you go. You're good. With shipping and everything. Oh no, 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 this doesn't include tax. For some reason, why does N does N just not include tax or something? Um. Is that just the other thing that they do? Well, most of the times, like when, when we ship stuff out, if if we're exporting, there's no tax because they're not domestic. But they'll still have to incur taxes once they receive. Once it, it gets there, right? Yeah. Well, boys. Oh shit! Is this happening? <laughs> right. Is it happening right now? Right Is it happening pod? live? 
Live. Rolling. MasterCard ending in. Beep. <laughs> Your card's uh, being protected by the bank. The bank damn. that I use. Walk, walk us through. It's, Give me a play by play. Walk us the, through. The, the, the wheel's rolling. Done. Done. What's, what's the emotion? Order like? number. Beep. Uh, we've sent an email containing a summary of your order to beep. What happens next? We're processing your order now. You can check the status of your order by visiting your account. We'll keep you up to date via email. You'll receive your order between beep and beep. Done. Damn. Nice. <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. Yep. I, I officially got a Cassie Oak. I feel like I have to like add, a, add an applause, you know, kind of... Uh, sound clip applause effect right yeah. here yeah yeah no I think that's it because I'm I am so sick of not having anything to say when you guys ask what we've been wearing on the wrist but now literally every single week it's gonna be GA2100 GA2100 you gotta GA2100. rotate right, I've been... you gotta rotate through the kits so Versace kit watch GA2100 Versace watch GA2100 this Don't G-Shock worry, just that sub, I have from sub, when sub. I was 13 <laughs> done all right, sweet. Yeah. Well, you know, at least I at least I got it. He joined the club. Yeah, it feels Welcome. like a load load off my shoulders, honestly. <laughs> and now we can finally move on to something that is not related to me buying stuff. <laughs> it's related to you wanting to buy stuff. You guys want to get into some sneakers? Let's get into do some it. Sneakers? All right, let's do it. Um, so the undefeated Air Max ninety seven. You guys check it out. You seen it? Did see those. What do you guys the, think? Does anyone? Sorry, Darius, you have you owned a pair of uh, Air Max ninety sevens? Have you tried any? Nope. Okay, I've never owned those. I own the corduroy packs from uh, Japan, which mm. are the budget uh, <laughs> Sean Weatherspoons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I like it. I would I wouldn't say it's my favorite pair of shoes. Um, it's a little narrow by the toes. Wish I went up a size. But it's okay. In terms of the undefeated pack or like those colorways, I think there's more than one, right? Is there two? Is this just one? Three. Three. God yep. damn. Um, I'm for it. Uh, it's a very specific look, and I think there's an audience for it. Um, if I had the money, yeah, I'd probably cop one of them. I think the the white ones with the yellow and the blue are that's the best one. Those those are the best ones because they it's like a UCLA Bruins type of vibe you know i i don't really like seeing the like the under like i know it obviously it's their trademark like the 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 military green and the orange but i don't really like seeing it on shoes anymore because i just like it's like this isn't a jordan 4 yeah (laughs) you know like it's it's kind of crazy though because it's a it's a dope colorway like i i like the color blocking but i'm just like you know if it's not the jordan 4 why am i even looking at it like it it's and and that's that's a credit to to undefeated yeah. because it's like you're yeah. you have to be so incredibly good at yeah. making a sneaker for for you to like have this like you know iconic colorway and then people see it on other shoes and they're like why are you even doing this yeah it's like being a victim of your own success yeah that that's a lot like um remember when uh Kanye was still with Nike and they released the solars Oh my god! And then and they, really and then they, dunks, they started and doing solar every solar single that. shoe in the solar color. Solar Roshis, the foams, the Roshis, like they they did quite a few shoes in that colorway. And then the Red Octobers came out, and then everyone came out with Red Octobers. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Gosh, anyone? I think the a- first undefeated pack was better. I just want I people agree. to like 
put some respect on his name I, when I, I talk about that. him. I second that. The first pack was better. The first yeah. pack of the, the easy? black and white. No, of no the... undefeated. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's fair enough. You know, I kind of I kind of disagree. I kind of like the second pack. In my opinion. But we'll agree so to disagree. Wrong last week. <laughs> wrong this week. Hey, hey! Before we move on, a quick <laughs> random question: How were the polls afterwards regarding the uh, eleven? I don't want to talk about eleven low. I don't want to talk about it because there is, there is a new eleven low coming out. I, I saw that. Yeah, there is. We're never talking about Jordan eleven lows on the podcast <laughs> ever again. We're done. Right. We're done talking right. about Jordan eleven lows. We are done. Okay, let's go. That shoe doesn't exist because nobody there, has a, an right. appreciation for beauty around here. <laughs> <laughs> But no, uh, the Jordan Eleven low got zero votes, so let's let's just leave yeah. it at that. I don't, I don't, I don't need the mockery anymore. <laughs> Out of how many total votes, though? Out of, uh, I believe it was fourteen or fifteen votes. It got its ass there you go. to wow. it. Yeah, yeah. Damn. I guess people don't know what a good shoe looks like. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Me. Um, moving on. <laughs> uh, the hyper blue supreme dunk low. Um, look, guys, I, I definitely have respect for the Supreme Dunk collaborations that have come throughout the years. Um, especially, actually, uh, the, the red ones with the cement print, um, which, funnily enough, I mean, you're definitely not going to be able to make it now, but, uh, at a certain point, you were able to make that shoe on Nike ID. Anybody who is a OG Nike ID head. Um, and ever made those and ever made those dunks? Please let us know because you were able to make that exact colorway on Nike ID without the Supreme branding on, I guess, the tongue or like, maybe on the heel. I don't know where they had it, but um, yeah, it was pretty crazy how you were able to do that. Um, but yeah, this I don't know, like the stars. It's like you, they didn't have to do this again. They didn't have to do the stars again. I I just. I'm not really about it. I do like the OGs. I mess with the OGs very heavy, but I don't know. In the same way that anytime undefeated makes military green shoe, anytime Supreme tries to repeat a uh, like a somewhat repeat of a colorway, everyone's gonna say like, "Oh, you're just running out of ideas." I can see that's, that. That's interesting, but I also pose you the question of like their black and white Air Force Ones with the little box logo um, that they dropped. I didn't like those. It's like, are, like did, did people really shit on those? I don't think people really like, I don't think they were like received very critically or anything. I think a lot of people who aren't like completely blinded by the hype are like, this is like the laziest collaboration I've seen in my life. Um, that's coming <laughs> a lot from Supreme. Like, come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I wasn't, like, a huge fan of them. I mean, like, the whites, I guess, are kind of cool, but I'm I'm also not going, like, oh, I need these. It's like, if I got a pair yeah. of them for retail, then, yeah, sure. I mean, I'd probably cop them, but, like, I, I'm totally fine with getting the $99 Air Force One. Beat white ones. Exactly. The Beat Force Ones. The Beat Force Ones, exactly. Um, did you guys check out the uh, Prada Collision sneaker? Oh, yeah. This was a very interesting one to me um, because 
I don't know how I feel about it. People people were instantly uh, making comparisons to the uh, the Air Max ninety five. Ninety five nineties. What was that? Isn't Air Max ninety fives and Air Max nineties? Yeah. People being in the nineties. I I didn't really see the ninety in it. I saw a lot of people saying the Air Max ninety five, um, which I get because of you know like the air bubble around the heel and stuff. Um, and the uh, Air Max two uh, seventies, isn't it that one as well? That one goes all the way around, doesn't it? Yeah. It goes around the well, back, just the back. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I guess kind of, kind of similar in that sense. I think it looks a little bit more like a 270 than anything. But you know what shoe this actually reminded me of? Uh, wasn't a Nike shoe. It was actually uh, the Adidas, like the first Kobe shoe that looked like the, the Audi. Yeah. Wow. The came Kobe out with one. The Kobe ones. Came out with um, iRobot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it they look like that to me. They don't really look like an Air Max ninety five. Like of course they they do in terms of shape look a little bit like the Air Max ninety five. But I mean the actual details definitely gave me flashbacks to that Kobe shoe, which did probably was probably the worst shoe of Kobe's career. That was a really bad shoe. I I don't hate the shoe, if I'm being honest. The the Prada Pradas the Pradas. I like it as well. I like it. Design language, yeah, they're, they're, it's borrowing from here, here and there, but I think it's well executed as a luxury sneaker. Right? I agree. Enough. Have you been following Prada sneakers recently? No, zero. And I will it's admit a, that. It's a pretty natural progression for them because they start with like cloud bursts and start blah, 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 blurs, blah, 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 blurs. But it looks like a continuation of their line. It doesn't look like they're actively like, we're going to take the air max it, it doesn't look like a steve madden approach to designing footwear yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i really it's do a pretty like natural verse a lot so i i agree with you on that darius right because you can see like the design language there yeah for sure i i think that uh yeah it is a very natural progression they're they're very techy nowadays mm-hmm. um yeah. even with um there was a pair of like derbies that they did and even that, the, I was, I was like, aerosols. I was like, oh, these are kind of like, you know, obviously, like it has to be like some sort of a of a formal looking shoe. But even with that, I was like, oh, this is kind of techy with the way that they did the, uh, like they they did. I I don't know if it was like vulcanized, but like around the toe box, the rubber. And I was like, oh, oh like, yeah, this is very this is very techy, even though obviously this is a formal shoe. Like I, if I was gonna yeah. buy like a like a four, five hundred, six hundred dollar pair of like derbies or like a dress shoe like that it would probably be those products yeah and you want something like that's interesting and not just a regular derby right? yeah they're actually on sale on like Essence f- right now for 524 down from 970 nice wow kind of cop yeah not too Mike bad is out the credit card is, this pod is, no is i'm definitely gonna, not whipping out the credit card about to watch purchase something uh online i'm not copping the products no <laughs> <laughs> so so the the consensus is good sneaker, good sneaker, good sneaker for it. Not Love not a sneaker it. for me. Like I wouldn't wear. Like I've tried Cloudburst so many times. Like I want to like them on my foot. I just don't like them on my foot. So not to wear and buy, but cool sneaker. Darius, you don't really like chunky sneakers for your feet. No, I'm not a chunky sneaker person. Got it. No. Got it. Um, speaking of designer sneakers, uh, I guess air quotes designer. 
Um, <laughs> oof. Here we go. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Here I'm we not, go. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna slander that much or anything. Uh, but I mean, I guess air quotes because of the fact that, you know, that's kind of his whole thing. Um, the four walking off-white sneaker. I don't even know what it's called. I'm not even gonna dignify it with a name, <laughs> with a product name, but. Can can we stop with can we stop with the quotes like can we can we finally stop it like is it like like I know like look here's the thing the 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 part that bothers me isn't that he's doing it it's that I know that he can do more than this like I know a lot of people don't believe in Virgil Abloh like a lot of people don't believe that like he's talented or whatever and that he's just like whatever he's this guy that's getting too much credit and okay fine like have have those feelings about him. But I think it's very evident that, you know, he does have talent. It's very evident that he is capable of putting out good product. And that, you know, even with the way that he, he's been progressing off-white, you know, the last few seasons, like, I, I feel like, you know, it's been a step away from, you know, these these flannels with the... With the logo on Pirates. the back. That, yeah, you know what I mean? All this stuff that we were seeing, like, you know, two, three, four years ago. Um, like, stuff that, at the end of the day, has not aged very well. But um, it's just, like, I don't understand why this why this quote thing is still something that he's so absolutely, like, intent on doing. Like, I, I don't know. It, it I just think that he's capable of more, so I expect more. And then when I see this, it just kind of bothers me. Let me pose the question. At this point in his career, how much say does he really have in Off-White? And then also, how invested is he with LV? Second is, is there like a master puppeteer who's controlling Off-White? And just wants to ride the whole motif of the air quotes to the ground because as we kind of look to the past and if we see other successful designers in the beginning they're very well invested they're in every single step but as they grow and expand right they get more and more distant from the everyday and they're more of just like business managers and designers will go to them and say hey i made this as per our, our meeting, what do you think? And then he just has like a check mark or says, oh, we're not going to use that one. We could use this one. I agree with Ed here. Because especially since the people that actually operate Off-White is something like New Guards Group or something like that. So people who own Diesel and Margello. So I, I don't know how much it is uh, yeah, his fault. Yeah, they license the name. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I also think this is, I think this is very interesting for a different reason. Um, because I think you guys might totally be right that, yeah, he's not really concerned with what's going on at Off-White anymore. But to be totally fair, it's almost like off-White, like, obviously, of course, he works on the collections. Like, I'm not going to be ridiculous and say that he doesn't. But um, hasn't Off-White kind of always been on autopilot? That's true. You know? Like, is it? hasn't it always just kind of been him going, oh, yeah, what word should I put in air quotes this season? 
You know what? I think the first, first, like very first seasons of Off White, those have aged really well because they were so unabashed of just being Off White. For sure, it was it was like, it was one of the first all like, and and this is where people have to give Virgil his credit is. He really revolutionized the way people view streetwear, especially yes. in high like, Yes, he had some like he had some real guts to literally draw the the marks on a hoodie and charge like a grand yes. for it. Yeah. And like the first time I walked into the first off-white store in Hong Kong, the first like retail space ever, it was incredible. I was like, this is the coolest concept ever. And if you ever get and go through like all the actual stores, they're interesting stores. Like you walk in, it's like, this is cool, right? You don't, you go to the downtown location, downtown location, it's a cool store. Like regardless of what products in there, the store itself is cool. Yes, I agree. It, yeah, it's, it's I, an experience, and there, we owe so much to to Virgil for for bringing that sort of aesthetic and those products into high fashion. We can't disagree with that. Um, but I mean, as you grow and expand, I'm pretty sure he's just circling what he likes from the line sheet. Yeah, and then <laughs> I think he's it. just circling what he likes. <laughs> yeah, I um. It's pretty crazy that, um, you know, around the time of his LV appointment, like, everybody in streetwear was essentially waiting to see what he did before they did, they made their next move. Yeah. It was like, okay, like, you're leading us. Like, you're, you're, you're the guy that we're looking at. Like, we're going to do whatever you do. Like, however, yeah. whatever direction you want to take this shit in, we'll follow. Like, it's, like yeah. that's fine. Like, that is insane to think that a guy got hired at Louis Vuitton and was able to like make his mark like that. He's like, oh, I'm the I'm the godfather in this shit. Like, yeah. like everybody's following me. Like that is like no matter what you think of O Virgil Abloh, that is so unbelievably cool. Like whether or not you think he's talented or if he like conned his way to the top, that's some seriously good conning. Straight up. It's like right? you, like you can you can shit on him for being this con artist, whatever, fine. Like I, I understand why he's the greatest con artist alive. He's the greatest con artist alive. If he did that, right? Like, yeah, it's 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 true. Like, if if that is the case, that he's just this gigantic con artist, he is the greatest con artist maybe to ever live. Like, being a con artist is one thing. Being a successful con artist is another thing. Being so good at being a con artist that you get to be the artistic director at Louis fucking Vuitton. Such a high-profile con. Like, come on. That is an insane con. Like, like, like look crazy. at the people that have held that job. Right, just just you wait for like a retrospective in like twelve years, and it's all revealed. Yeah, what was you that? I think of con, <laughs> con, con. 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 <laughs> artistic director, <laughs> director of menswear, <laughs> luggage. We're doing air quotes, by the way, for for everyone that's listening. Yeah, I wish everybody could see this. I think yeah. we, I think we need to start like like recording video or something i feel like it'll be a lot better doing video when uh when we're like all in person and stuff but if it was in one person that'd be like better you know i think of off-white is such a strong influence on like what i want in clothes that i still want like an original off-white flannel like an original off-white denim jacket original off-white hoodie and crew neck like i would still wear that and just be like you know whatever like one of the ones that say like off on the back and shit. Yeah. 
just like super OG like 2013 style. I would still wear that. I don't care. Yeah, there, there's with my bright Yeezys. Yeah, there's something about that era that just feels. No, I don't know what words to put it, but just just feels a little more like, oh, you remember that, guys? Instead of like afterwards, no hate on the, those RTs, but like I kind of got sick and tired of those art history knits uh, the, the, on, on the hoodies. But the ones that Darius is talking about, I, I could see that. Yeah. Um, just, a, just a little side note. Who do you think is like the bigger badass between Virgil and Marc Jacobs? Because, because oh. if you like, I don't like. So, for people that aren't aware of what Mark Jacobs did, essentially, this guy got appointed to Perry Ellis. I think he was twenty five at the time, so he was one year older than me. And uh, for one, I can't, I cannot fucking imagine being appointed <laughs> to, to be the artistic director at a brand at twenty five years old, like at, at a brand of that magnitude, at least, because you know. Like, Perry Ellis, I know people aren't, like, really rocking with Perry Ellis in 2021, but Perry Ellis, like, out of, like, the American designers, it was, like, Perry Ellis, like, Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein, um, Ralph. and Ralph, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those, those are the big four American designers, so, like, to get appointed at Perry Ellis was, like, a huge deal. I think it was, like, 89. I know it was, like, one of Jordan's first years. I, that's how I always remember this, is Michael Jordan was in, like, his third or fourth year. It might have been 88. Um, and basically, he got appointed as the artistic director, and then he made, like, this really, like, grungy collection, and then they fired him immediately. <laughs> and then he got... And then I think like maybe 10 years later, he finally got hired. He came back. Yeah, he got hired at LV. And I don't know. People think he's the, he, might be the best, he might be the best artistic director they've ever had. Um, he dropped some bangers. Yeah. I mean, he was there for what? Some like great shit. Close to 20 years, maybe like 15 years, something like that. Yeah. Every single Murakami collaboration. So who, yes. who, is the, who is the bigger badass? Is it Mark Jacobs or is it Virgil Abloh? Oh, it's Mark Jacobs. Mark Jacobs as well. Mark Jacobs. Hands down. Greatest yeah, comment I, I, is Virgil. <laughs> Not letting that one go. Not letting that Alrighty, go. You know what? We'll, we'll, we'll save this for another day because I feel like we can actually we can, we can talk about this a little more in depth. But uh, oh, yeah. to continue with sneakers. The Yeezy Boost 700. Sun is the colorway or the name of the colorway. How do you guys feel about this? Darius. Meh. <laughs> you feel like meh? That's meh. How come? Why's that? I try so hard to like the 700s. I try so hard. I try so hard to purchase them and like try to like them. But I put them on my foot and it's like, nah. That's the only reason I'm meh because I will never wear those shoes. Fair enough. How about you? It's hard to get behind, like fully get behind something that just you know it doesn't. Yeah, no, for sure. You don't like the chunky shoes. Yeah, Yeah. chunky's not me. Not a not a chunkster. Uh, Not a chunky boy. It it (laughs) I think it fits in with the entire like collection, like mood board, and even if you were to buy some Yeezy clothing, it would still fit in. But damn, those colors are strong, (laughs) dude. You 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 know you know it tough. You know you know why I. 
What's up? Oh, no, no, continue, continue, continue. I was just going to say, it would only look good if you were wearing like a like a light taupe kind of outfit, like a, okay. like a sweatsuit. It'd be a little easier to match. But like for the other everyday person that's, let's say, shopping at Uniqlo, H&M, or like Zara and those places, it'd be tough to find something that would really look good with that. Um, unless you're willing to spend the money and, you know, actually get Fear of God or get like a Kanye collection, maybe the, the the Yeezy Gap collection, right? I think that's where you can find something that would match that shoe a little more. But it, those, I, I just have to say, those colors are very strong. To me, it looks like the. Uh, it looks like the the. <laughs> it looks like the PP version of the uh, original Wave Runner. Wave Runners. Yeah, it, it looks like it looks like you, somebody just peed on them. Like, <laughs> I don't like the look of these. I I don't know, man. I like I just don't understand why they went with that, with the same like blue that they did with the original. Or is that like a green? I don't even know what color it is. Honestly, it's I, the same blue green thing. I've been trying to figure it out for four years now. So, um, Do you know what this reminds me of a lot? The what? colors, just a f- like a fruit by the foot. A fruit by. <laughs> It does look you know exactly which one which I know exactly I'm talking what you're about talking too. about. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if they just like find an image, put it on like some like uh, like Adobe Color, and then the program picks out your colors for you. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, we're yeah. going to use this. They're like, hey, let's do Sunset in Wyoming. And then the person puts it in like, hey, Sunset in Wyoming. Looks like this. Okay, we're using <laughs> these colors. Like there have been some pretty... Um, interesting 380 colorways as well, and yeah. pretty questionable colorways. You, you know what though? I feel like um, not every 380 colorway is for me, but um, you can put any colorway on the 380 and it'll look solid. I I, I stand I by. Could that. argue that. I could argue that. I stand by that. I haven't seen one colorway of the 380 where I'm like, this is like subjectively bad or objectively bad sorry okay hmm. yeah yeah i like i i get that i feel that you know is I mean? it because like, of I, the silhouette and in, in the in the upper just the shape it's of it more funky it lends yes. itself to to creativity whereas the wave runner it is let's it is derived from from like a dad chunky shoe aesthetic yeah whereas it's putting these colors feels a little odd and oompa loompa-y <laughs> yeah, it's it's because it's because of the way the color blocking naturally ends up in the shoe. Okay. Like because the 380 doesn't really have like any panels where you're looking at it and it's like, oh, like this has to be a separate color from this and this has to be a separate color from this and like this color has to match this or this panel has to match this panel and blah 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 blah. Like the 380 you can get away with a lot more. The the 700 if you have a bad colorway, it's objectively bad. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like people like look at it and like, mo- oh, this is a shit by the foot. Yeah. Yeah. But I do find that interesting because the 380s have been bricking nonstop. It's Correct. like a reset. All of them essentially are a resale brick. Yeah. But I still think that they have more good 380 colorways than probably any other Yeezy model. That's fair to say, too. I don't know, man. Just by virtue of numbers, there's a lot of good 350 V2s. 
There are, yes. That's also, like, because there's, like, a million 350 V2s. Yes. You know, if if I were to get into one, I would actually rebuy the 380 versus buying 350 V2s or V3s. The V3s, yeah. I'm just talking about my ass. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm, I'm tired of the three, 350 silhouette. Maybe I need to try 380. 380s, n- not bad. Ha- has anyone in, in this room had 380s or tried 380s? I, I've never had it. I haven't been able to try it on because of COVID. Um, and I haven't purchased a pair. Um, but um, everybody that I know that's tried them on, they all say the same thing. Most comfortable shoe they've ever worn. And Maybe I need to pair of those. Yeah, like I think I, I feel like I need a pair, but I I don't know. I also don't like the price tag. How much is it? Three hundred Canadian. Oh, that's too much money. Is it? I forgot. No, yeah. it's not. I think it's I think it's three hundred plus plus tax, right? Yeah. Same as uh three fifty. It might be more than that actually. It might be more. I think than it's more than that. Yeah, I think it might be like three fifties are three hundred. Oh no, that's too much, man. It's yeah, it's, it's kind of it's kind of it's not it's not like worth it to try, right? Like as a, just a try, and it's a launch product, so you can't return it. Facts. Oh, that's that's the most annoying part. Can I? Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, can I ask and get everyone's opinion on that? When you see it's like launch product, final like final sale, no returns, like that that sometimes breaks it for me. I'm like, okay, that's I don't really want annoying. It. That's yeah. super annoying. I hate that. All the Yeezy products like that. It's like no returns. It's like no returns. Like if I'm if I have the shoe and nobody's worn it, and you can clearly verify that this is the shoe that I purchased from you guys. Like why? Why are you doing this? Yeah, it bothers me a lot. I think I think a lot of I think it's more I'm more accepting of that when it's a small boutique. I get that. Sorry, what? If it's like a smaller boutique. Instead of like adidas.ca. Even at right? that point, I'm like... Just, I don't know. Like, it, like I, I understand that much more for like final sale merchandise. Like if it's like sale merchandise and you don't want to take a return, yeah. fine. Okay, I, I get it. Like you guys don't want that stock. Like you, you guys want to sell it. You want to get rid of it. You don't ever want to have to talk about it again. But... Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it, uh, damn it. That, that bothers I, me. For, I, I don't know. Here's, my, here's my reason. For, for like, a, a small boutique not doing returns on, like, quote-unquote launch products or shock drops, you know people are going to resell these, right? Like, it's no secret, especially for, like, 350s and Jordan 1s and stuff like that. And you're a small boutique. On the off chance that shoe or product bricks and people have purchased it and can't sell them, which is the only reason they've purchased this shoe or product, they try to return it. You have to eat the cost of all those returns and ship outs and everything just because someone who bought your shoe under the premise of wanting to wear it for the reason of selling it can't can't sell it. But if it's like a product, say, a Stan Smith Green, whatever, the guy who buys that isn't going to go out and try to resell it. he's just going to buy it and wear it. if it doesn't fit he actually just it didn't fit you know he has a good reason to return it not yeah. i couldn't sell the stan smith yeah it's is is like i think that's why they do it is like it's like a resell thing 
Yeah. They don't want it. They don't want people to resell the shoe, but it's like, I don't know, man, there's a lot better ways to make sure that the shoe I mean, doesn't it, end up in the hands I mean, of a reseller. It's not, like, I mean, no, my, my, my thing isn't like, they know this is going to get resold, whatever. That's a whole other discussion. But as like a small boutique, I don't want to take a return on something when someone who purchased that item wasn't intending on wearing that thing. They just really bought it for a flip. And just because their flip went bad, I don't want to be liable to have that product because their flip went bad. It's not my problem. To be totally fair, though, to be entirely fair, like, I yes, if we're talking about a Stan Smith, I understand. But like we're talking about a fucking easy. Like it's gonna it's gonna sell. Like you're you're gonna you're gonna move that easy. You know? Eventually. But like some people, you know, like you don't wanna be put in a position where you as a store have to be liable for all this stuff. Yeah, that's fair enough. I I guess I kinda get that, but Right. I don't know, it's it's always gonna rub me the wrong way. <laughs> it's always gonna Like the first time the first time the three eighties came out, the alien colorway. That was a launch product, and everyone bought that out because they thought it's gonna skyrocket because New Easy is gonna sell. Yeah. You know, your your mentality is gonna sell, and they launched product it, so you couldn't return it. Then it bricked. Imagine being the reseller who bought who got ten pairs on their hands, and it bricked. If you could return them, you'd probably return them, because now you don't have all this inventory. But then now you've returned them all to this boutique. Boutique suddenly has like ten pairs of shoes that were sold. Just because the reason it was all returns because you couldn't sell them. Damn. Not because they didn't fit. Mm. R.I.P. Yeah, that would that would really suck. Yeah. Yeah. As a store owner, yeah. Yeah, no. no so, that, that would I get really it suck. if you're a small boutique. If you're Adidas.ca, man, you're Adidas.ca, you got mil- millions. Whatever, dude. Billions. B. Yeah. Billions. Billions. Moving on. Uh, I know that we actually just spoke about this with the Supreme stuff, uh, but the Dunk Low is on Nike ID or Nike by you for people who are you excited? I still say Nike ID. I'm not gonna lie. I still say Nike ID. I, I still say Nike ID. I will it, never it call it Nike by you. It flows off the the tongue a lot better than Nike by you. Unless unless Nike's sending me checks and I'm not talking about swooshes, I'm talking about checks. There's no way I'm calling it Nike by you. <laughs> So, it's still Nike ID. It's still Nike ID. As so far as I'm number one, has anyone gone on? Has anyone you know started du- designing anything like that? I haven't played with a dunk yet. I uh, no, I haven't done it yet, but I already know that uh, what time is it right now? It's ten thirty p.m. Uh, I'll probably be up till like three a.m. making colorways on, on, <laughs> on Nike by you. And, and just saving those images and like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll post this. Yeah, Thoughts? no, I mean, I, uh... Good move yeah, to kind of, you know, get everyone to to get their hands on a dunk, personalize it, blah, blah, blah. I like it, yeah. Very good move. Yeah. Very good move. Good I, move. I, I think good that move. I'm going to actually uh, make the eBay dunk. Ooh. For the, for the summertime. Um, I think it's the right I thought, I thought it's, you were going to say the for right the podcast. <laughs> no, not for the podcast. Not for the podcast. Uh, no, just the, uh, the Nike... Hold on, I can't even find it on here though. Ah, that's what I was gonna. I was, it's I gone. Was, it tell me that's only an American thing. I'll actually eBay. lose it. So here's I the hope thing. That's not, yeah. When that morning, I did get a lot of people sh- screenshotting and, and showing off their 
their Nikes. But when I went to go check later on in the in the day, it says product not available. What? Too many people trying it. So I'm not sure if it's that, but, but just what Darius just said. Were there too many people trying it, or is it exclusive, like regionally exclusive? It's probably regional mm. locked. Wow, that's pretty annoying. I mean, like people in Canada also like dunks. I mean, I guess I'll go on the U.S. site or something. But yeah, well, I'm I'm looking at one of the uh, the chats. Um, it it does say on a on Nike uh, U.S. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll you know I I got some I got some uh, some connects in the U.S. If anything, I'll just I'll ship to my uh, my proxy. And then mm-hmm. get them to ship to me, but like, oh, what a pain in the ass! Huh? But that still fun. Taste in my mouth. Yeah, it, still it, fun. Yeah. It's still fun. It, I think with this whole resurgence and people, you know, wanting wanting to get into the the dunks, it's a good way. Um, and now they can get creative with it. I think it's a, it's actually at a pretty affordable price. It's like one thirty or one one. That's not that bad. Uh, US. US. US, yeah. So so it'll be like one fifty. I think a little more than that, right? It'll probably be like one sixty. I feel like if I'm right about this, everybody everybody owes me a thousand dollars. Everybody listening to this owes me a thousand dollars if I'm right about the conversion rate. If oh, it's it. if it's hundred and sixty seven dollars, everybody owes me a thousand dollars. You said one thirty? You said it was one thirty? Right? Well, I don't, I don't, 130 I don't, USD. 130 no, USD. No, no, no. What, what, number, what number did you spitball? Uh, well, I didn't even know the. Well, I said I thought it was 130 or like okay. 120. Oh. Oh, you guys just got saved. You got saved by the conversion rate. Ah, you got saved. It's 164.87 Canadian. You're so lucky. Everybody listening to this podcast, you almost owed me $1,000. That was a verbally Each. entered contract. <laughs> for listening wow just for listening that's fine i don't owe anybody a thousand dollars though do not come at me asking for a thousand dollars everyone on the comments on the instagram <laughs> post is just like email addresses for paypal <laughs> 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 hey this is my emt if you could please send it um but wow okay all right yeah damn so I where, know I was that where good does this rate. leave the nike consumers with with this uh, Nike ID dunk. Man, it's like going on sneakers. Just L. I love I, th- I, I love think, those names. I think I think the better question isn't where does it leave the Nike consumer? Because I mean it it's very clear the dunk is about to get a hell of a lot more accessible for people, so I think that leaves everybody in a good spot. But the real question is will this increase or decrease the hype? around the dunk decrease they want to make it pedestrian so that the Jordan one can stay as pinnacle product i think you're wrong really yep i th- i think that i think that dunk prices will will just increase over the next year because the thing with doing nike id is you're always limited you're mm-hmm. never you're never getting like every material every option every color like you, you, you really don't like in terms of soul colors, I'd be willing to bet that there's only three or four. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I've done enough Nike IDs where I'm just like, okay, like I know how limited I'm going to be. Um, 
So I could see people just being like, shit, I really want that green soul. I really want that blue soul, and I can't get it. And then, you know, the dunk with the blue soul drops. And then before you know it, everybody's clamoring for it, even though, you know, prior to, to the Nike ID, they might have not gone that crazy. But now because they are being restricted from having that color in their shoe, they're like, oh, this is the only chance I'm ever going to have to get this color ever. And then people that didn't even want or that wouldn't even think about trying to pay resale for a Nike dunk are suddenly like, well, there's no way that I'm going to be able to get it through Nike ID. So there's only one option. Even though, yes, that, does, that isn't much different than the fact that they would have to pay resale for a dunk in the first place. But, you know, it's, it's almost like addition by subtraction in a, in a sense. Does that make sense? I see that. How I saw this was, it, it's a good way to, to shut up the Warren Lotuses of the world. Yeah, bro, just make your own. Yeah. Make your own colorways. Yeah, uh, it, it was, it was for me, I saw it as like, okay, there's probably people that saw, hey, a lot of people are doing Fufu, uh, Air, um, not Air Force Ones, uh, Air Jordan Ones. Oh, okay. We and got dunks. the Warren Lotuses of the world. Okay, let's just drop it again. Nike ID, dunks, fulfill your need to create your own kind of shit. And then we're going to drop our own and you're going to flock to those yeah. because like you yeah. said, Mikey, we're going to limit you on what you can do. So that way you'll still end up buying our dunks, but you might scratch that creative itch and then hopefully you don't go off to Alibaba and create your own. And then we go send you a cease and letter. Yeah. You know what though? They, they can feel free to put the Jordan one on Nike ID at any point, but you know, they won't, you yeah. know, they won't. Yeah. I please God put the Jordan one on Nike ID, please, <laughs> please. It, it would actually that would actually relieve so much of my stress and anxiety around sneakers. It would be insane. Like, oh my God, I. Oh. The best you can do right now is Photoshop and templates. Yes. Please, Nike, just put it on Nike ID. Please, just just be, flood no. the market with Jordan ones. Please. You'll be swoosh for life. I'll if if Nike does that, I promise I will go at least a full year without wearing any other brand. Watch me take an L on Nike ID. <laughs> right now. Watch that it be one. region locked Nike in US. ID Jordan one live cop. <laughs> <laughs> it sells out Nike ID. <laughs> Sold out. <laughs> Seriously, I, I feel like that would happen to me. <laughs> goes to check out it sorry. locks up on you <laughs> sorry sorry you weren't selected <laughs> you weren't selected to create you have to, you have to win a sneakers raffle just a nike id the shoe um, oh that happened that happened for uh for adidas in new york really what it was i believe okay someone they don't Someone have my Adidas. More... They don't have my Adidas anymore. No, 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 no. Someone who was much more well versed in Adidas, correct me on this. It was not, it was Adidas Nike, but it was like this. So you had to go to a a workshop, quote unquote workshop, um, in downtown New York, to do like Adidas by you or whatever, um, and you had to raffle to get this opportunity to make a one off shoe. It was Adidas. It was for Ultra Boost. Okay. Um, and you got to make, you know, your Adidas 
Ultra Boost for you in your size and select everything there. And that was raffled off. So if you took an L on the raffle, you're not getting an Ultra Boost ID. Wow. Throwback to like huh. 2014. Have you guys ever regretted not doing a Nike ID? Because there was one time I regretted it, and I, I hold that regret with me to this day. And that was the Heron Preston uh, Nike ID. When they would like they did like that limited hair and Preston on the ninety five oh, yeah. and and the seven twenty. I I fucking blew it. I don't know why I didn't order a pair. Mine I've never regretted. Yeah. Darius, did you have one? I've never regretted. I know Ed's regretted making one though. I've regretted making one and I regret missing the first Pendleton. Oh, yeah. The first Pendleton Air Force one. <laughs> Let's not talk about yeah. that. That that shoe's up there. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? Um, if we were full Bro, size, I made a if, potato sack. If we if we were full size run and we had like a a worse take every week, and then you had to wear like the the bad shoes, that would be one of the shoes. What's <laughs> up there? This this Nike ID that Ed made. Good God. Bro, he Ed. made a potato sack. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> um, We'll, we'll, we'll let him sit with that for a second. Um, moving on, the New Balance, 57-40, 57-40. So it of the New Balance 574? 574, correct. 574, and I literally do not know what the other shoe that the mashup was. I think it was I, just like original, right? 327. Yeah. What's up? It says 327. Was 327? it? 327. A mashup of yeah. 327? Huh? Actually? That's what Ice Kicks is telling me. Oh, what the hell? Oh, okay. All right. Really? 327. That's very odd. Why um, did they name it the 5740 then? Who knows? Look, first thought was, holy crap, are we going to get another year of uh, New Balance? Uh, which I don't mind. But the, well, 57. Slash forty or fifty seven forties. When I saw those OG colorways, like the, the the initial releases, I just thought of Apple. Like it's a that very, is literally what I was thinking. Really, it's an Apple sneaker. Yep. Like from from the uh, from the from the tag on the tongue, like that woven mm-hmm. label, and then just the sole with like the rainbows. I'm like, this is. Yeah. Oh, was it the the green, the Apple? red, the yeah. purple, the the maze? Like, yeah, hundred percent. That's what I thought. Rem- it reminds me a little bit of that acid green Jordan 5. The white with the acid green like accents. But I didn't see the apple. I need to pull that up. No, I all that, I saw was like that's an was, old shoe. was apple in like the like the 80s. Yes. This is very 80s. Yeah. I I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I I mean it it has potential to be a good sneaker. I just think that like I don't know. If they made it more sleek, like more sleek colors. Uh, yeah, I feel like I don't have any use for this colorway. That's the problem. Yeah. Yes. Well, remember on a previous podcast, we did talk about, hey, um, are dad shoes going to be created? Like, are there going to be more new silhouettes for dad shoes? And this answered it. But is this what we need? That's where I, as a fan, was like, do I need this shoe? And I came to the conclusion, no. 
You don't need because any I, shoe. Uh, well, that's true. Because I already have the, like, there's already, like, the 2002 R's. There's already the, the 327s, the 574s, the, the 990s, and all the other ones. The Jaden Smith. <laughs> true. <laughs> so I looked at it. I was like, hey, great. New silhouette. Very exciting. But it's, do I need this? Mm. Answer was no. Probably not. The toe box kind of reminds me of the 997, actually. <clears throat> yes. With, like, the way it, like, curves in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't need it. Keep it. I'm curious I don't need to it see. Either. Yeah, I'm curious Keep to it. see, basically, who's going to collab um, on the shoe and who's going to elevate it to the next level. Yeah, because last yeah. year we saw the 327s at the beginning of the year from... Uh, you know, New York Fashion Week. So there will there will probably be a pretty good uh a good collaboration on that. A good collaboration, yeah. The the difference is when I saw the three two sevens, I knew I liked them. Cause I was like, hey, these remind me of Daybreaks, these remind me of Tailwind seventy nines. But this just was a little left field. The rainbow, maybe it's the rainbow that's getting me. Even though it, it's the rainbow that's hitting you left field. Yeah. Even though I get the Apple vibes and I think, hey, that, that's really cool, it just kind of ends there. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, to stay on the topic of uh, New Balance, uh, did you guys see the Levi's, the 992s? I'm it's for beautiful. them. That, that's an edge shoe. Gorgeous shoe. Gorgeous shoe. Probably not going to cop, but love it. I will have all the love pairs. It. Yeah. I will have all of the stock in Canada. Ooh, do it. It's for me. Stock No, monster. I definitely need a pair for personal, though. Those are for the toe, 100%. Yeah. Those, those are, are really nice. Really nice. Yeah, on re- foot. Really like those. And then there's um, there's another 992, um, which is like, I for some reason, it's dubbed the Color Block 992. And those are up for a pre order, which I find very, very interesting. They're Good up, job, New Balance. They're up for a pre-order, I believe, through Saks Fifth Avenue. Um, oh, it's on New Balance. Uh, no, it's not on New Balance, but it's it's. I think it's through Saks. Saks is the one uh, doing the pre-order, but I assume that it's well. Obviously, it's New Balance fulfilling the order, but um, the fact that they're even allowing a retailer to do this is a, definitely a step in the right direction. I would say if they actually want people to get their hands on the sneaker, especially with the nine nine two, which has been insane insane to try and get even the inline colorways yeah. um very very difficult for a lot of people so um it's it's nice to see them making sure that people can get their hands on the sneaker i'm not like a huge fan of the colorway or anything um but i i am i know that a lot of people probably will like the shoe for summertime um and yeah they, they should do relatively well it goes to show how like New Balance is getting more and more in ta- in fashion, I guess is the way to say it. Yeah, the the yeah. color combos look very ALD to me. Very Ooh. ALD to Ooh. me. Ooh. So, Ooh. I mean, good inspiration though. You know, they they worked with the right partners. The their designers are are inspired. And so that's just how it goes. That's, all, yeah, that's I, how it goes. I feel like 
when a brand collaborates with New Balance, New Balance is collaborating with the brand <laughs> a lot more sometimes. There you go. Because well it feels said. like they really New take, Balance gets some ideas. They take yeah, they take everything that they that they learned from that one collaboration or like we're gonna we're gonna run with this. Yes. Um good for them. Good for New Balance, yeah. honestly. Um just wanna speed through the rest of the sneaker stuff because uh I know we've taken a long time on it. But uh the Travis Scott Jordan one UNC Lowe's, I'll give you my take on it. Done. That's that's literally my take on it. Stop doing this backwards swoosh stuff. Just stop it. Like enough. Like we're good. Nah. Uh, we don't need it anymore. Uh, like, you know, just do something new. Uh, just do something new and stop doing Jordan fucking ones, please. Backwards Honestly, swoosh it, did not age well. That's it. That's my take. not at all. Not at all. I remember backwards seeing swoosh on the high. If it was just the high, only the high. Yeah. Insane. Would have been like the uh, crazy sneaker. I remember seeing it at Astroworld. I went to the Astroworld concert in 2018, November 2018, um, and seeing him wearing the sneaker and seeing it on the big screen, and nobody knew at the time what the sneaker was. And I was like, what? I'm like, a backward swoosh? And I remember I was like, uh, everybody I was with, I was just snapping. I was like, the swoosh is backwards. The swoosh is backwards. Like, this is his Jordan 1. They let him do a Jordan 1. And then, um, yeah, like, nobody around me cared. And now it's, it's like, I don't care. So, like, yeah. enough, what enough they, of it. What they really should have done is made the high and then just left it alone. For sure. Yeah. That's, how, sure. You, that's how you build a legendary sneaker. I thought, the, I thought the low was become, fine as well. like, no. Be totally fair. no, not for no. me. No, just leave the high. Leave the high. Mm. Let's do that. All right. For me. All right. Um, the Bape, their Jordan 1-esque type sneaker and their Dunk-esque type sneaker doesn't look like they're going to get slowed down by Nike ID anytime soon. Um, Are we bringing it back to the, to the Bapes today's? I'm down, for the, I'm down. I'm down for the one highs. I'm down for those for those Jordan one looking joints. I, I like those. I would. I like in the in the shadow colorway that I saw the black and the gray. I'm about it. I get them, for sure. And it's it's just you know it's it's a little bit of a refresher. It's just like at least I don't have to see a Jordan one. It's like I like the Jordan one. I like the silhouette of it. I'm just tired of seeing people wear Jordan ones. I'm fine. Like I would totally be on board with getting one of these babe. Babes still ones. Babes still ones. Babes still ones. How do you guys feel? Feels like um like we're we're back in the two thousands. Feels like bape. Yeah, it like feels like very bape. Bape move. That's a very good way to say it. I think that it just feels like bape. Yeah. Like literally anyone else does it, you're like, bro, what are you doing? But bape does it, you're like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, no, fine. I agree with that. You get a pass. Um, the, I think this is the final sneaker thing we have. Sweet. Uh, the MF Doom Dunks. R.I.P. MF Damn, Doom. Rest, rest in peace. All caps, when you, all caps when you spell the man's name. Jeez. Um, damn. But the prices on this 
unbelievable. Like, oh my God! At the beginning of the year, one year ago today, you could get the the sale on StockX was nine hundred and thirty-two dollars. Today, one year later, the lowest ask for any pair is three thousand and seven dollars. That's so disgusting. People are gross, man. People yeah. are fucking gross. Yeah, man. I love the shoe too. Like it's a good looking shoe. Like I mean, yeah. I never wanted it. I'll never. I won't even front and act like I wanted the the Doom. Uh. Dunk high or anything like that, but oh my god! Like this, this is just the Kobe thing all over again. But when the Kobe thing when he passed, like every major resale platform and every major like resale group, all passed bans on like saying no Kobe sneakers for like the month because they know it's gonna like go like insane on like Facebook and stuff. But StockX didn't do shit about it. StockX didn't do anything about Nothing. that. Really? Nothing. Yeah, because I remember I, I had, I literally had Kobe 8s that I was looking at, and there were a few pairs. I wanted to, I wanted to double up on my Year of the Snakes, and I could have gotten a pair for like 260 at the time. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, like I'll wait on these. And then uh, I wanted to get the wines, and I think the wines were like maybe like 460 at the time. And I was like, okay, like I'll definitely pass on those. Like I'll get those like maybe in the middle of the year. And then Kobe died, and the year of the snake dropped, or it, it went up to like seven hundred or six fifty, and then the the wines went up to like eleven hundred bucks. Yeah, I know a lot of a lot of major groups stopped it though. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the Facebook groups didn't let people sell for at least a little while, but I mean, they're you know, everybody's back on their bullshit with that. It's like the like the ones that the undefeated ones that dropped not too long ago. Like people were selling for a lot. Um, the Bruce Lee's, I don't know what the resale on those was like, but I know that stock in Canada wasn't exactly the greatest. So I would imagine they sold pretty well. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I do think that crazy. if Nike doesn't start flooding the market with Kobe's, they're on some bullshit and, and I'll call them out for that any day of the week because it's like, yeah, okay, like fine. Like you guys had these releases planned prior to Kobe passing fine. Like, you know what I mean? You, you set your stock. I get it. But like this year, there's no excuses. If they start, if if they keep releasing Kobe's in limited quantities, if the Grinch essentially is not the final Kobe, with like low stock, I I'm losing a lot of respect for Nike in that regard because that's yeah. pretty gross. Yeah. Um, so we're we're past sneakers, guys. Damn, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I totally agree on that Kobe and Nike thing, though. If Nike Nike really should like put out Kobe's for people who want to play in his shoes and yeah, pr- like Honor feel like that. they're Kobe when they're playing in their shoes, you know? Exactly. That's, that's the whole thing. It's not like quote-unquote lifestyle thing that wasn't really Kobe's thing. It was mm-hmm. all about peer performance and it was about putting it all on the court. So if Nike wants everyone to be an athlete, which they say they want everyone, if you have a body, you have, you're an athlete, then they should let people play in Kobe's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, um, you know, if if you do see somebody wearing Kobe's on the street, they probably actually really like sneakers. Like, they yeah. they probably really like sneakers. I've never seen somebody wear a Kobe in a lifestyle setting and not actually, like, love sneakers for what they are. Like, I, th- that's just, that's, that's the fact of the matter. Um, 
Any closing thoughts on that, Ed? No, it, 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 you know, I'm not trying to bring them into that, but it, it always sucks for me when, when his name is brought up because it was such a tragic thing. And I, I remember going to New York just a few weeks after that, just walking around and seeing those digital billboards of, the, of you know, his, his memory. Very, very touching. So, I mean, not, not much to say. I, I just, I'm, I'm feeling it again. It feels like when I found out the news um, w- with my friends, it's, uh, it's, it's not a great feeling. You know, knowing that that person, that businessman and that drive, you know, for a lot of people, he's not physically here anymore. So recipes, uh, uh, MF Doom, as well as yeah. Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Kobe Bean. Rest in peace, MF Doom. Um, transitioning a little bit into uh, our clothing segment, yes. which we haven't touched on today. We haven't touched on um, clothing on a while. No, we, we touched on clothing last week, for sure. So well, the, the, the uh, zigzag and the swooshies. Oh, the ziggy zaggies. Yes, no, 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 no. But even besides no. that, we definitely touched on some stuff last yeah. week. Yeah. Um, I just feel like, you know, fashion's been a little bit slow, like, especially around the holidays. It seems like it's a little bit yeah. slow in, like, new releases and stuff. So we've been talking a lot of sneakers lately, but hopefully things will pick up a little bit as uh, we're kind of getting into the, uh, into the new runway stuff. Um, but, uh, some gigantic news today, uh, Bottega Veneta, uh, deleted their social media platforms today. Right. Crazy. crazy. Very crazy. Crazy. You know, it's crazy. A couple, like not too long ago, like a year or two ago, if you ask someone, yo, you, you know what, uh, Bottega's been doing? They're like, what's Bottega? What's Bottega? <laughs> Do you mean Bodega. Bodega. Bodega? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been to one of those before. Right? Like, everyone's like, what's Bottega? Yeah, I um, I don't think I really got into Bottega until I was maybe like 21-ish. When I really like, was like, oh, wow, like this is like really solid product. It, was, it wasn't until I saw it in my hand where I was like, oh, this is like worth looking at all the time. Um... Yeah, it's it's really like they make really 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 great product. I I just find that like so absolutely badass to be like, oh, we're a huge brand um, right now with like that's on the rise, especially right now. Yeah, um, and they're like, yeah, you know, we don't feel like we don't feel like doing this social media stuff anymore. Like that takes a lot of guts to just like delete your social media. And also to get so many people to sign off on it, you know? Like, that's, like, that's not just, like, something that one person comes to a decision to do. Like, that's, like, that's huge. For all you know, maybe an intern saw someone logging into the Instagram and just, like, ha-ha, and just deleted it. <laughs> Could you imagine? Can you imagine if, like, everybody... Imagine that intern. <laughs> everybody, everybody thinks that, like, this is, like, such a cool, like, like, fuck you to the system type of type of thing and like meanwhile like daniel lee is just like losing yeah. his mind Dude, <laughs> like who did this <laughs> the new guy the new guy the new guy who hired that intern where's my pa also i didn't know that daniel lee's only 34 i thought he was just a very youthful looking like 45 year old. young guy wow very young, young guy yeah. wow have you handled bottega stuff before like um the new stuff, new stuff. I've only browsed on uh, on online platforms. 
Never had. It doesn't do it justice. It no. doesn't do it. Justice. It doesn't do it justice. But okay, my thought on Bottega right now, their pricing, nonsense. So high. Yeah. Real, real high. Like the like, way too high. I I literally searched up a pair of the um. The those boots. The, I believe it's the tire boot, right? Is the that height what it's boot right now. Yeah, like the, the the really tall boot. Yeah, and I was like, oh, because I I remember seeing the one with like the green sole, like the black with the the black upper with yeah. the green sole. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm like, how much is that? And then I remember, like, I googled it. I think it was like seventeen hundred dollars. And I was like, nah, I'm I'm okay. Like, <laughs> like I like yeah. it, but I don't like it that much. The the lows are a little. US? What was that? U.S. or Canadian. That I don't even know. I just I I literally googled it. I was like Bottega Van, <laughs> like tire boot, and then like the Google shopping stuff came up and it said seventeen hundred. I didn't even bother to click it. I was like, I'm good. You're like, it's too much. The the low, the lows are a little bit more palatable though. Um, yeah. Like the the low Chelsea is like on essence right now it's a thousand seventy five. And that's not on sale yeah. or anything. So, I mean, like, yeah. if you were able to get those on sale, then, like, maybe you get them for, like, I don't know, 700 750 yeah. something like that. Um, still very expensive, and obviously, you know, I'm not saying, it's, like, it's it's attainable or anything. I'm not even saying that I'd buy them. I'm just saying, like, you know, for a luxury fashion brand, like, a, a little bit more it's sensible than $1,700 for, for what they want for the high top. Yeah. And then, like, their bags, you know, like, six grand for the cassette bag sort of thing. Like, That's insane. holy. It's a lot of leather, granted. It's a lot of leather and a lot of product and a lot of work. But six grand, man, for a cassette <laughs> bag? Like, the size Maddie. of an iPad? Whole, and, like, a clasp bag that, like, I get it's a lot of work and they have, like, some wood in there with, like, eight grand. Too much. Damn. Their clothing, though, very nice. That's, I was going to say the outerwear is what I have always kind so of browsed good. through. Their furniture is very nice, too. Very, very nice furniture. All-encompassing uh, lifestyle. Big brand. Big brand. They'll do anything. Yeah. I, w- I want to see, like, as, you know, brands, as they have in the last few years, um, go more direct-to-consumer. Uh, I want to see what happens to the price of these luxury brands. It's gonna stay the same. You think Correct. so? Yes. You Why think, it, you you think if down? they go if they go direct to consumer, like if if Bottega was to go direct to consumer tomorrow, that they're gonna still sell that boot for seventeen hundred? Yes. Why would you even yeah. drop the price? They're gonna sell for eighteen hundred in June. Because don't you run the or risk of pissing people off at a certain point? No. Like no. if they know that you're cutting out the middleman, like everybody like knows it, and you're not selling, like with retailers anymore. And you're just shipping no. shit directly to people's houses? No, because here's the thing. People don't think of the product in terms of, like, profit margin, profit margin, profit margin, like, distributor, retailer, blah, blah, blah. They just think of, this is a shoe for 1700 bucks. Am I willing to pay 1700 bucks for this shoe? Correct. That's it. You might think about the supply chain. We might think about the supply chain. But maybe your average consumer for these things, Does they're not. just like, okay, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this boot. Cool. I'm gonna get the outerwear for like I think it was I saw a uh, like a fishtail parka for like five grand or like six grand, right? Hey, I see yeah. the price. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. Looks good. Sure, made in Italy. 
made from calfskin leather, whatever. Yeah, I'll pick it up. I guess. The I guess only what... time I've heard of a brand reducing their prices and like coming out to say that they're reducing their prices, and they have had communication saying like, "Oh yeah, we're doing this because we think we're priced too high." Is AP? They've done it. Wow. I'm not saying they have to like come out and and publicly state it or anything though. I'm just saying like you know instead of charging seventeen hundred for the boot, you're charging thirteen fifty or something. No, I don't think they'll do it. Hmm. They wouldn't do it. I think there's then you're devaluing yourself. Yeah, AP did it because they appointed a new CEO and he was like, I think our price point's a little bit too high. That's why they did it. Hmm. So bar like a giant management chain change like that, why? Why would you need to do that? Yeah. Instead of best, you could devalue the brand because people are already trained to pay that amount. I find this really interesting because if you're going to do it, essentially what we're getting at here is the only way that you can do it and not piss off whatever shareholders are, are there is to essentially give whoever's in charge the boot and then bring somebody else in. So then that person can be like, we're priced too high. And then and yeah. then nobody can say anything about it because it's like... And yeah, also, it's important high. to note, and very important to say, AP doesn't have shareholders. So they can do whatever the hell they want. Hmm. Correct. That's the important thing. They don't have any shareholders. They just go to the lady whose last name is Audemars and goes, do you think this is a good move? And then she asks the other person whose last name is also Audemars and goes... Yeah, this is a good move. And they do whatever they want. They have that power. Bottega does not. Sounds pretty sweet. Being in a good position as a company. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. When you get to say, yeah, my great-great-grandfather founded this company. Right. Like, they get the power to do that. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. So in terms of Bottega and like especially luxury fashion, I think recently the price increases have been absurd. You know, Chanel f- up 14% in 2020. And then like LV up 10%. They're just announced leaked more price increases for this year. Two prices cr- increases this year. Like we think the prices are too much, but luxury fashion has been doing so well in 2020. Like, absurdly well. I wonder if we'll if we'll be seeing um, a decline once coronavirus is not obviously not over, but um, once people are able to start going to the bars, start going to sporting events, whatever, 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 again, and then they're spending their money on experiences and not product. I wonder if we're going to see a, a a decline in in the margins. For uh, for luxury product, for, brands. for luxury product, yeah. I might just feel like, and I'm, I'm, or, I have no sorry, data. not margins, revenue. I have no data here, but I would say it might. It, it's going to increase because, you know, you're you're coming out of this situation. You've got all this, you know, fresh clothing. Now you're going to want to be more fresh because you got to, you know, keep up with uh, keep up with the seasons. And if you're going to meet meet up with someone who who is also um, you know, huge into luxury fashion, you might feel like you you want to one up them. So I only see luxury goods going up. That's it. Me too. 
There's also a point if, like, you're a consistent consumer of stuff like this, and you you weather the the lockdown storm, and you know you you come out relatively whole, and like I won't say unscathed, but whole, you know, like monetarily whole. You think about it in a new perspective, and I've heard some people say this before, where you think, you know, at any time. There could be a worldwide lockdown or event that causes me to not be able to do the things I want to do. Why not I just go all the way in? It's like, hey, I like that. I'm going to get that because I'm going to enjoy it while I can. And just drive their spending even more. Because sometimes you might look at the Bottega coat and think, okay, six G's, a bit too much right now. I'm going to wait for it to go on sale or I might not just not need it because I don't want it but if you're in a position where six g's on the code whatever and the price was like hey, i don't really need it after this storm where you think okay i might not get the chance to actually wear this coat ever again get Fair it enough. yeah i don't know i just what do you guys okay what do you guys think about maybe not luxury fashion just fashion in general because i feel like Personally, like I'm obviously not buying like a ton of luxury brands or anything. If I do buy something, it's like very infrequent, um, yeah. and it's never like the six thousand dollar trench coat or anything like that. Um, but I mean, like in in terms of consumption this year, I feel like I've probably purchased more than I have in any year of my life. Um, but a big part of that was the fact that I don't really have anything to do. I I don't have anywhere to go, like. I haven't been spending money on experiences. I haven't been spending money going out with my friends. I haven't gone to concerts. I haven't gone to sporting events. I haven't done all this stuff. Do you think that for fashion in general, the the revenue will still go up or that we'll see a dip? I th- I think well, I honestly do think we'll see a dip. Um once once people are allowed to like do stuff that they were once able to do. In mass market fashion. But what would you classify as that? Like the, the H&Ms of the world and, and Zara's? So what is that? Because I would say... I, I, let, let me, I will say one thing. From what I've seen on my side, it's going up. Hmm. Uh, or, orders are just going up. People just want to YOLO and buy stuff, man. That's all they want to do. And I think if you have a strong brand, that doesn't matter if you're in a pandemic or in your situation, as it, people are willing to in, invest and people are still willing to, to pay for it, you know, even through, through tough times and even through like the regular lives. I've only seen orders grow up, I, I be, not grow up, but go up. And I'm just being very frank about that. That's why I'm biased. And, and I, that's, that's why I can't see the dip. I think, I think for price point, we can say like, ALD and below. So, like, what do they charge for a trench coat? It's like fifteen hundred, I think. Fifteen hundred yes. US. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's say let's say that and below. So, like, you know, think, around like three, four hundred for a hoodie. Uh, uh, like, what do they charge for pants? Like around three fifty, four hundred, something like that. Like US. Yeah, for um, certain for certain things. Yeah, I would for say that's still luxury. At least that's, the war rich stuff. That's like to me, but that's to me that that's luxury. That's still luxury. It is luxury, but it's not like super high luxury. Like it's it's obviously expensive, but it's not. It like we're we're not paying Louis Vuitton price points for what, ALD. What would you consider the OVO brand to be? Just curious. I, 
that's a Mikey question. I would say I they um, they're lower mid tier. Low mid tier. Lower lower mid tier. Yeah. Lower mid. So so they're like. Um, they're like a few pegs below, like Carhartt work in progress. Uh, maybe like Dickie's construct. I'm trying to think of like other brands, kind of like that. Uh, Palace. I would say Palace is probably on the OVO level. I feel like I feel like Carhartt Work in Progress is above that. Hmm. Um, okay. Maybe like, hold on. Let me let me look at the essence, like brand list right now, and I'll be able to like give you like some better. Okay. Because because even even for someone like them, I can only say um, they're increasing. I can also say that OVO as like a product. For a mask like a general consumer, is still pretty luxurious. It's pretty C two H four. Sorry, it's pretty sorry. expensive. C two H four CP company. Uh, I would say like Etudes, Etuday. Still, uh, those are still. Those are still high end brands. Man. No, still, those are mid. Those are mid tier. Those are mid tier. No, think about no. Like in terms you, of price point, those are mid tier. For you, for you, from your perspective. Yes, but I'm saying right? in terms in terms of price point, we we cannot categorize those as being the same as Balenciaga, Louis Vuitton, Gucci. Like it, it's not. It's 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 not the same. But thing. if we're but if we're talking about like mass market trends, you need to think like a mass market consumer. And for a mass market consumer, spending seven hundred dollars on like. A CP company jacket is expensive. One fifty on. I don't buy that shit. I don't buy that shit for retail. I buy it on sale. Like no, a, but like, like a when you're thinking trends, you need to think of MSRP. Okay, all right. Okay, fine. I won't. I'll, I'll think of MSRP. Uh, and en- that's still is engineer garments like somewhat accessible. I don't even know <laughs> what's expensive. That's no, so their re- expensive. Their retail, man. their retail's too high, right? <laughs> okay, Fuck, this like, is really. This is really yeah. hard to do on Essence, by the way. <laughs> like, I know like, that's like the so, wrong. Re- no, I in terms that. of like, in terms of like, retail um, sectors, you have like fast fashion, entry level fashion. You know, like Uniqlo, H and M, Raitmans, um, Zara, um, Georges, Marks Warehouse, stuff like that. And then you go in like High Street, where you have like Reese, um, some Zara pieces, All Saints. Um, Hold on. And horns. D- like, when you said Reese, what did you mean by Reese? R E I S S. Dude, I thought you were saying Reese, Reese Cooper. Cooper. I was about to say, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> no, 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 not, not Reese Cooper. <laughs> no, no, like Club Monaco, um, Ted Baker, Correct. Correct. things like that. Okay. And All then right. you go, and then you go into like OVO, um, a little higher end. Yeah. Even higher end. That, would, that ends up being like high end. Then you have like aspirational luxury. Correct. Okay, per- perfect OVO uh, equivalent, Nike ACG. Yes. Oh, yes. I never saw that. It's still expensive. Price, Price points are there. Price because points the, are there. The hoodies are still over $100. Because, again, for yeah. the average consumer, like they're going to pay 30 to $40 for a sweatshirt. They're not yeah. going to pay yeah. 120 Yeah. And I think that consumer is spending less. 
is I feel like human made might be a uh, no. I guess it's it's a little no. Human made expensive, isn't it? Like seventy, eighty dollars a t shirt for curry. The t yeah, the t the, the, the tees I think are like with tax in are probably like one ten, one twenty, something like that. That's a lot. That's too much. That's like ten t shirts. I'm I'm so out of touch with what people pay for shit. <laughs> like I'm not actually like I understand that like people don't pay for this stuff, but I but it's also like I don't know. I just I'm one of those people that I don't. Okay, here here's what happens. These people that buy shit from Zara, they like the feeling of shopping frequently. Yes. They like the feeling of being able to go into Zara on any given day and walk out with something and get that serotonin boost of, oh, I bought something today. Like, look at this cute thing I bought. But for me, it's like I would rather get that serotonin boost like 12 times a year and get like one nice thing per month or, you know, like a bunch of things on sale, whatever, and be like, oh, I paid a lot more per product, but the product is, like, the, the quality is there. Top tier. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, like I don't want people, like, I really don't want anybody that's listening to this podcast to think that I'm just, like, out here, like, balling Tony Kukoc or something, you know? Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not on that level. <laughs> I'm not on that level. But I just, you know, I, I plan my purchases wisely. Like, I... I needed a watch. I bought the watch. Like what? Got a like, Casio. But that is the first thing I've purchased for. I'm pretty sure that was retail that I bought it at. That was that's the first thing I purchased for retail. In maybe seven months, and the last thing I bought for retail prior to that was. Um, well, I mean, besides like sneakers, like I like I buy sneakers at retail uh, at from time to time. Like I bought the Fire Reds at retail, whatever. Um, but besides sneakers, like. I hadn't purchased anything for retail except for a t-shirt from Better Gift Shop. Um, and it was a Larry David t-shirt. And it was like maybe like 64 bucks or something with tax in. So still, and what's the last thing you purchased at retail? Shit. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I buy a few things at retail. <laughs> uh, probably something at Uniqlo. I'm not going to lie. Probably something at Uniqlo. Oh, you, Uniqlo doesn't count, though. Uniqlo, I'm talking about, like, something that, like, would actually get marked down, like, super heavy. No, uh, I'm just very grateful, and I'm in a very good position where... <laughs> Don't need to buy stuff. Must be I nice. Think, <laughs> I know, I think... But shoes. I, I mean, bought... Other than that, it'd be shoes, yeah. shoes. At, at retail. The last time I purchased something retail, besides gifting stuff, and... Stuff I need for, like, actually need it for, like, daily wear. Like, I need to wear this stuff every day. Otherwise, I'll get yelled at, essentially. Was a watch. But but before that, I didn't buy any. Like, after that, I didn't buy anything. I bought nothing 2020. Yo, side note. I did not know that Drake's stuff, not Drake the rapper, like Drake's the brand, goes for it's this expensive. much money. Holy it's expensive. Shit. It's good, but it's expensive. Damn. Like, I knew their price points were up there. I did not know that they charged $2,025 for a patchwork chore jacket. Men's wear is expensive. Oh, that's a whole other discussion. You know how you know how expensive menswear is. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my. 
Holy. Oh, uh, Essentials. Is that OVO comparable? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I would say Price so. point, yeah, 130 for a hoodie. Yeah. Hype is, is so different. I, I think... I know. I've never felt any of the essential stuff, but I think I would probably choose the essentials over OVO just based on colorways. Only on colorways. Yeah. Hand feel I like OVO better. Yeah, I think our, our friends at... Uh, you know, I'm not going to name drop them, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. Good I would, job, guys. I would, I would choose Good OVO fleece. as well. Yeah. Good fleece. But yeah, this goes to show like perspective of someone who's like into fashion and like we're not dissing, but like someone who's into fashion is going to be much more willing to spend a lot more money on clothes than someone like a mass market consumer, you know, $100 on hoodie for a good hoodie is like a good price. It's okay. But for the layperson, $100 for a hoodie, nah, no, 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 You know, you know, a brand throws me off now that we're talking about like price points a little bit. Uh, is Noah. I never know what to categorize them as. They are so goddamn hard to put into a box in terms of price point because, like, one day it'll be like, oh, hey, guys, we put out some shirts. Like, the shirts are $70 each. And it's like, oh, okay, that's reasonable. And then it's like, hey, guys, uh, we put out this jacket. Uh, check it out. And then it's like I go on the website. It's like $950. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, where the – like, can we get some sort of fucking consistency, please? Like – with uh, I think with Noah, what they try to do, and I'm I'm not defending them, but they do try to be transparent and say, you know, I don't know if you saw those um, in Instagram uh, social media uh, posts that they've done. I think it was like two years ago or like a year and a half ago, where they just broke down the cost of their goods and they broke down like the labor involved and then like they broke it down even to their profit margins where they said this hoodie is was made in Canada this is the um you know hourly rate we get it at around about this cost and then we put in our you know our pro- our our profits and then they broke down their jackets this jacket is made in Portugal in Portugal we have to pay for tariffs duties and taxes this is what it equates to per unit and then we put our profit margin on there so I do agree their their pricing is is uh, all over the place, um, but they've tried to justify it just by saying, oh, because we produce in so many different areas that that's why the fluctuation is there. It's kind of like, um, well, at least with the transparency bit, like Everlane has made a killing doing that. Correct. Yes. They've they've made an absolute killing doing that stuff. Like they they're like oh like. You know what the funny part about the Everlane stuff is, though? What's up? Is they, they, they're like, we're very transparent, and like this is how we do things. But it's like, I still feel like I know nothing about them. They're <laughs> transparent <laughs> sometimes. Like, I know absolutely nothing. Like, nothing about Everlane. Like, I know nothing about them. And I've been on their website so many times. And, like, I feel like they have they have information, but it's, like, just enough information to get people just to Just enough to satisfy questions. you and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this is a great brand, and, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But the, 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 prices, want, are, the prices are pretty reasonable, I'd say. You know who I want to get into with the transparency stuff? What? On the other side of the price spectrum. I want to get into Brunello Cuccinelli. Okay. Because they claim to be rooted in rural Italy, in Salomeo, the birthplace of their founder. 
And they go through so much labor of explaining that everything is done in Salomeo. Everyone, essentially everyone in Salomeo works for Brunello Cuccinelli. And it's all hand done and all the workers are treated very, very well and treated fairly and everything, blah, blah, blah. I want to know how legit that is. Because to say like this entire, essentially the entire town produces and works for Brunello Cuccinelli sort of out there but it would be so sick if it was real yeah that is pretty interesting actually right like to produce your worldwide stock which granted is not a lot but all of it in one town all the labor in one town that's a big claim it is uh, I wonder if uh, anyone has challenged them <laughs> I don't think anyone has challenged them, but I think that would be interesting to be like, honestly, how much goes down in here? Yeah. Right? To what level? What to what level? Am- Especially at the, at the levels of handcraftedness that they claim to have and they should have at that price point, right? There's only so many $10,000 jackets you can make, right, per year. And there's only so many, so much uh, skilled labor, I would say, because yeah, sp- and only so many man hours. Yep. Especially if you're claiming like, hey, we give out like everyone has mandatory one hour lunches that everyone takes at the same time, so that we can make sure everyone has, you know, a good work environment. The um, funny that you bring up Cuccinelli because they are going to be uh, the first brand to show at uh, PT Womo. Um. This uh, this upcoming week, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's January the twelfth. Ooh, um, they'll they'll be uh, showing their. I guess that's fall. Fall winter. Fall winter. Yes, collection. Um, I you know what I hate the fashion calendar. By the way, I absolutely hate the fashion calendar. I it's so confusing. I don't care for it at all. Like I literally don't care for it unless unless I ever end up like working at like a a brand that follows the fashion calendar. I I just don't care. Like I like I literally could not care any less. Like obviously when I'm looking at runway shows, like that's one thing because I'm just like okay, like these are the colors, like these are the fabrics that you know. Um, are clearly going to trend like into that uh, or in that season. But besides that, I'm like, fuck this. Like, I, like it's just so ridiculous to like show me what I'm going to be wearing next year. Like, I just hate it. I don't know. Um, and that, that kind of, uh, that kind of ties into um, another thing that I wanted to bring up is will fashion weeks even be a thing in 20 years? There was a really big petition last year of a lot Very of fashion big. designers, and and a lot that of wanted a, to shift the fashion week, right? Yeah, a lot of a lot of brands signed on to just like stick the finger up to the calendar because they were like, "This is like, I don't know, I I like the idea of there not being any like, like obviously there are still going to be deadlines, and there are still going to be you know." Clothes that are made for the fall, winter, and there are going to be clothes that are made for the spring and summer. But especially, you know, with the direction that fashion has been going in for quite a few, a number of years now, we are seeing much more 
seasonless collections, even if they are fall, winter, even if they are spring, summer, um, air quotes. Um, but like, I, I just don't see a necessity for it anymore with, with how, with the inner, with just the interconnectedness of everybody through the internet and, you know, just, just the globalization of, of fashion in that way. It just, I don't know. It feels like a moot point to, to be doing fashion weeks 20 years from now. My analogy for this is really music. So you start off by, back in the days, listening to the entire record. As we progress, we started to only get singles, right? And so artists nowadays, like, instead of putting out an album, they might just put out a song, and that's enough to, to, to kind of fill that void. The same thing I feel like with fashion is there used to be these seasons that are so tied to, okay, this is spring, summer, this is fall, winter. Whereas the strategy moving forward will be drop based and within the drops is like you said these are kind of seasonless because you can still sell sweats in the summer you can still sell t-shirts in the winter right so that's i think that's inevitable and i think the traditional sense of a fashion week and and well i guess like the fashion shows in general too might be phased out but then they're replaced with different shows the show that I'm talking about right now would be like last year's uh, ALD Porsche, right? Where it wasn't so much, hey, it's fashion week, check out what we have. It's like, hey, we're going to celebrate this big collaboration. Oh, by the way, if, if, you're, uh, you know, if you're in our sales channel, you can look at the racks on this side. But this event is more about the car and what we've done. And that's what we're celebrating. That's what we're showing off. I think we'll see more of those kind of shows. I th- I think that that attitude is for one just like so good in terms of inclusivity in fashion, um, because it takes the snobbery out of out of it in like a very big way. Because you know, like people that don't know stuff about fashion but want to like understand more, like they're they're gonna if if they Google Dior on the internet or something, right? And they're like, Dior runway show. And they're seeing, like, couture. They're like, yeah. this shit isn't for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this isn't for me. Like, I don't understand this. Like, I don't I don't get it. Um, and it's just like, let's just stop being fucking snobs about it. Like, let's just stop being snobs about, about who's allowed to... <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's, there's a very gate... Like, in the, in the whole industry... Even with the way that people treat each other locally, there's a very big gatekeeper sort of mentality, even with people that you connect with in the industry, like, day-to-day. And that obviously doesn't go for everybody, like, you know, but there's, like, this, like, secret society feeling to, like, a lot of it. And it's just, like, let's just stop doing that. Like, there's no, we don't need to do that. Like, let's just close it for everybody. Like, you know what I mean? Clothes are for everybody. And and if we really care about, um, you know, being a little bit more sustainable and we really care about being able to, like, reach out to, to people that want to purchase product, let's stop making it so fucking difficult to access. Let's just make it something where people are like, oh, this is a T-shirt. 
I like the t-shirt. Okay, it's a little bit more expensive than what I'm used to, but the brand seems welcoming enough that I am willing to spend the extra money on the t-shirt. I think that, like, it's a win-win on both sides. Like, you're going to make more money because you're probably going to sell more product. And at the same time, like, people are going to stop buying all this fast fashion garbage. Yeah. And, and to that point, I think as well, we're in the whole information age. We're in an age where you can start up something so quick, too. So the mystique of fashion, the mystique of a lot of these industries are now kind of torn down. Because a lot is is exposed, and that's through information. I mean, you can find you know manufacturers now through an online resource. No longer it's like oh like oh it's made in Italy, and you'll never find this this uh, this factory. If there's a will, there's a way. Okay, and nowadays you will be able to find the source. You just have to dig for it, right? Whether it's uh, you're you're going through like the RN systems and the, the CA numbers. Or like some other way, you will find out who makes it, and then the mystique is gone because it's not like, you know, all these craftsmen and, and you know artisans in this super cool factory and like hand cutting everything meticulously and, and everything. It's probably a lot a lot dingier, right? So that's why I, I think, like like you said, is everyone should should be able to ex, ex, at least access fashion. And we're just at an age where everything's out there. Let's stop pretending. Yeah, something a T-shirt's going to cost ten dollars, and then a T-shirt's going to cost you know three hundred dollars. That's a fact. But at least just make it easier. Make it every make it easier for everyone to at least take it all in and then choose. Okay, I like this side more than that. I think it is precisely for the reason of snobbery that there will be fashion shows in the next twenty years. I look, I'm not against the idea of shows. I'm totally fine with a fashion show. Like I think that that's a good way to showcase your collection. I don't think that that's like there's something wrong with that. I just think that like look at the way Kith has done their fashion shows. They do the they I do know. they do the show, but they do it whenever the fuck they decide that they want to do it. They're like, "Oh, but, we want to have a show in you know what I mean? Like this day. Like we're just going to have a show today." And it's like, let okay. me let me let me give you the full take on why I think this is... Why I truly believe it's going to keep on going. Okay. It's because, like you said, if you go on Dior and you're just like uh, someone who's not in the know and it's like, hey, I was going to go on Dior and like check out what they have. And you get flooded with like their couture shows and men's spring, summer, blah, blah, blah. Women's cruise, blah, blah, blah. There's a reason why they have cruise 2021. Spring, summer 2021. Resort 2021 fall winter 2021 and they have all these shows and there's the same reason is why chanel has exactly the same seasons and why um who else like fendi has all these seasons that reason is because they're all part of the essentially the council of high fashion in paris and it is because of that council and to be considered with couture in the official sense you have yeah. to have x amount of shows with x amount of looks and yeah. per year and because of that and to maintain that status they must do these shows and they must stick to seasonality and because people want to have a glimpse and trickle down that luxury and that prestige and mystique 
other brands will then have spring summer because hey chanel dior fendi blah 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 balenciaga they all have it so why can't we have it we should have it too because those are the most prestigious and reputable brands and they're doing that yeah to be totally fair i'm not i'm not not against couture at all like i i love watching couture shows like i think it's like incredible to watch um like to just know that like the handiwork and craftsmanship that goes into that is like unbelievable um so I'm not so I'm not against couture as much as I am just like how inaccessible that feels to people. Um, well, couture is never meant to be accessible. No, 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 no. I I know I'm not even I'm not even talking about couture. I'm just saying like the vibe around these these houses. Oh yeah. Where where it's like oh like not only is the money something that's stopping you from from accessing this, which that's fine and that's their prerogative to price their product or whatever they want but it's also the attitude yeah it's like it's like stepping into an ivory tower exactly exactly and and yeah of course couture is never going to be accessible i mean like it's you know what i mean like you're not av- the average person is not meant to have handmade product it, it just is how it is um but yes it's the attitude around these brands um not so much with couture, but just with like their seasonal, like fall, winter. They're ready to wear. Yeah, they're, they're ready, ready to wear. wear exactly. Um, it's, it's just like, you know, like it, it's it's more than the money. It's literally the attitude and the vibe yeah. that that these. But it's also give it's up. a way these like having seasonality and having seasonal shows, in advance of their like product launch, is a way for them to gauge interest in the product. Right, they make the sample. It goes on the show, and it gets like super hyped up. They know they can make, they can increase their order by like, a hundred percent or whatever. If it gets, like, trashed on, they make one size run. It's like, oh, we made it, but we don't need to get stuck with all this inventory. Hmm. Like that's a huge thing. If you if you see like, Dior twenty twenty two, they come out with like a blazer that suddenly like gains so much traction on on vogue and like instagram and hypebeast and high stop and forums and everything and everyone's like oh my god i want this i need this and then all their very important clients are like i need this because of one the hype two it's sick three because it's new but mostly fueled by hype they're going to make more of that blazer and make more money but if that blazer does not get all that traction and their VICs are not clamoring to get that product, they won't make a lot of it. Mm. Instead of making, even for couture, right? Instead of making 10, they make five. Yeah. I, like, like I said, I'm fine. I'm fine with shows. I'm totally fine with fashion yeah. shows. I just like, it's just like, it's this mystique that, yeah. that Ed was talking about. It's this mystique around fashion week where it's like, I remember when I was, like, really first getting into, like, looking at shows and, and looking at ready-to-wear shows and being, like, what the fuck do I even Google? Like, what do I even Google to, like, find this stuff? Like, it, like I remember, like, Googling and being, like, this shit should be, like, at my fingertips. Like, it shouldn't be me, like, digging to find this stuff. And it felt like I had to a lot of the time where I was, like, it was, like, wh- who's showing when? Like who, Like, when is this show happening? When is that show happening? It's, like... Good God, like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm somebody that, like, thank God that I, you know, I, 
I was willing to figure it out. But I mean, like people that shop at H and M and people that shop at Zara don't care. They don't like, care. They, they're not going to put that much effort in. They're not going to be like, oh, like I need to, f- I need to watch this fourteen-minute show. They're like, no, like who cares? Like I'll just buy it at Zara whenever they rip it off. When they rip it off, <laughs> you know what? I was looking into like the scheduling of how Paris Fashion Week works, and a lot of it's super last minute, and that's sort of how a lot of the shows they don't get announced until very late. That's one, two. The mystique is how you sell the product for a lot of these brands, right? If you don't have the mystique, then it's not there. You don't have to ask. You don't have the aspiration. And if you don't have the aspiration, then no one's gonna be buying your T-shirt for eight hundred dollars. No one's gonna be. No one wakes up, or I won't say no one, but the vast majority of people don't wake up and say, "You know what? I really, really want and like drive myself to work t- to get." Uniqlo. That's what drives me to get out of bed. Nah, people want to get that Gucci belt. Hey man, I like the J.W. Anderson stuff. All right. <laughs> yeah, but but we're but we're not that that person. We're that, not that consumer, right? That dares to yeah. talk about. Yeah. That's that's yes. why it's called aspirational product. For motivational purposes only, but you just had to show me. Yeah. Bars. Drake, Thanks. Drake Thanks, bars Drake. all the time. I Thanks, literally Drake. can do every Drake album from front to back. Thanks, Drake. I think. But yeah, I, that's I what I mean. Think. Like, as much as we don't like the mystique, yeah. it's what they're gonna have to have the mystique. That's what they want. I, I and they're gonna tell and they'll tell you that they want to make it more accessible too. They'll be like, you know what? We're gonna make it more accessible and connect with the youth and blah 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 but really they want you to feel that way but the actual get the product is going to be impossible Hmm. i i think that applies to both the industries that that we love so much is or or love to hate the aspects of i think that the same thing has happened to watches where, it's the, where it could be the mystique of, of the watchmaker and what what happens behind the scenes same thing with fashion right and I think for me is after seeing the fashion side is my goal was how do we how do I democratize this how do how do I make it more palatable and less intimidating for people to get into I think that's the main reason why this this whole thing at least started for me is how do I just dumb yeah. it down for people right but it, yeah. you're right it has to happen as much as I I don't like it, it there, yeah. there's a place for it yeah I can well, imagine, I can even imagine the the chair and board meeting of Louis Vuitton going like, you know what we need to do and get people to more more interested in the brand and make it seem more accessible, hire Virgil Abloh. Because he seems accessible to streetwear people. That's, I can imagine that being the board That was meeting. probably a gigantic part of the decision though. Exactly. And that, then that if you're a person who was following Virgil Abloh, trying to get some of the clothes, it was so impossible to get that first collection. You you could be like a good client and be like, I want to get blah, blah, blah jacket. And you know it's launching in eight months. They won't let you know until like two months before the jacket launches that you're actually going to get it. Like, you know what? Buying that stuff is so hard. That Seeing that first Virgil collaboration, that first Virgil, Virgil collaboration was like seeing how magic works. Yeah. Like I remember that show... Like, Everyone's like, like crying, like, like, "Oh my God, it's finally happened!" Dude, like I Luxury remember, like accessible. 
it like that shit was like watching a war end or something. Like literally just like the reactions of like everybody that was there, like just the like the standing ovation he got, like him like crying with Kanye, like you like you would think that it was like so much bigger than like clothes, and it was in a in a lot of ways. Yeah, it, it really was. was. It was a, it was definitely bigger. Like the the symbol symbolism of him having that collection is is greater than clothes. But if you want to focus on just the clothes after that collection, trying to get something was like the most impossible thing no one had good information no one knew what was going on no one knew how much product was going for how much the price was how many units were coming to each store if you could even get it like let alone being a newcomer to the brand and trying to get that sweater t-shirt whatever it would be impossible because say you're a newcomer to the brand you go to the sales associate who doesn't know who you are and you tell them i want to buy this like two thousand dollar jacket because finally this has happened where luxury is being broken down sales associate doesn't know who you are they're not going to care right you could be anybody you could have full intentions of purchasing but they might not know you know and they're not going to spend their time trying to get this one of potentially 10 jackets in canada to get for someone that they don't know is going to buy yeah you know it's super hard for like an aspirational company to break down their mystique they can't again victim of your own success damn bro i'm looking through pictures of this like i remember seeing like the the um the monochromatic like duffel bag the prism bag crazy and how it got introduced like it went from like like all the colors and like a gradient um tonal colors and then went full rainbow and prism oh my god it was insane like what the fuck <laughs> but democratizing these things sorry so not monochromatic um tonal yes sorry that was that was uh swishy swooshy that, that, okay that, it wasn't tonal. that bad it wasn't that bad <laughs> least, I, I i you know we'll i caught myself we'll, we'll never i caught myself we'll never we're never gonna let go nylon yeah what's nylon swishy swishy <laughs> But yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at um at pictures of this and it's just like god damn. It's so good. Like literally one of my favorite fashion shows of all time. And I remember like the the mute like the, I feel like his shows are so good because the music his is music good. selection is so good every time. Like I remember when I don't know if it was his second collection. It was either his second yeah, I think it was his second collection. Um when, like, the set list was just, like, amazing. And it was, like, they did, like, Igor's theme. They did Sylvia by Arthur Verakai. Um, damn it, I can't remember. Fuck. The, the set list was, like, so good, though. I think they might have done, like, a Tribe Called Quest or something. Like, it was, like, something, like, really sick. And it's just, like, it's so cool to see, like, that type of, like, music selection in, like, a high fashion You know what, show. though? That being, like, me saying like it's impossible to have Mystique torn down from all these big brands, especially Louis Vuitton. I applaud Louis Vuitton for making the Staples collection, though, where it's stuff from the collections and runway shows that will always be in stock because they always produce them, and you can get them at any time. Okay. 
I mean, that's at least one step, you know, yeah. outside of getting their super aspirational, like limited blah, blah, blah stuff that you're not going to get if you're not a VIC. At least you can get something from the runway show because those hoodies were on the runway show. Yeah. You yeah, know, no, those jackets sure. were on the runway show. Damn. Swishy, swooshy. That's going to haunt you forever. Forever. I'm literally going to be applying for jobs like <laughs> next year and they're going to be like, yeah, everything looks really good. Uh, but I heard that you called nylon swooshy. So, <laughs> I, think, I think you're done. The Instagram's no longer, hey, I'm Mikey. It's, hey, I'm swooshy. Yeah, hey, I'm swooshy. <laughs> hey, I'm swooshy. <laughs> Why did it just give you a new name? Thank Darius for that. <laughs> it's, I, is monochromatic... One color, yeah. That's that's one color. Okay, all right, yeah, because mono. All right, yeah. Monochrome. I I just, like, remember learning all this in visual merchandising in my first semester and then, like, slaving through it and then being like, oh, okay, all right, time to, like, forget about this until I have to recant it <laughs> or, or recall it one day. And the argument I, could be made that you could make monochromatic, like... Instead of black, make it red. Because that's like monochromatic. That. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just remember seeing the transparent duffels and just being like, whoa. You ever seen nice stuff in real life? Crazy. So sick. I, I don't think I've ever seen it in real life, actually. Oh my god, it's so cool. It's like, okay, you put something in it and it's like somewhat see-through, but you can still see the, the prism effect. Oh my god. Best. Damn, damn, damn. Love them. We spoke a lot about icons, especially Louis Vuitton. Ed, icon got updated. An icon got. Oh, we're gonna touch upon this. Amazing. Yes. Oh, Look, perfect. I'm hyped for this. If you've one. made it this far, thank you. Um, this is the portion that we start to talk about watches. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> today, um, at least I saw it today. Uh, Hodinki did draft the article about um, the beloved Omega Speedmaster getting a revamp, which is really, really amazing. Um, I believe it's a new movement. You can't quote me on it. I'm sorry, I'm not equipped. New movement, slight changes. I think they said there's a dot on the 90 as well. They call it a sapphire sandwich because both the uh, the, the, the the sapphire um you know, on on the bottom of the case as well as the, the 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 top. That's why they call it sapphire sandwich. One of the things that they did also change is the bracelet, which I think is a good move. Um, I like the new bracelet a lot more. It looks a little more refined. Um, I've tried on a Speedmaster before, and that was one of the things I didn't like. Um, as well with this new Speedmaster, I don't really want to talk about the product itself. I want to talk about the 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 fanboyisms of how you have the, oh, yeah. the the Rolex fanboys and then the Omega uh, fanboys. Mikey, I'm going to walk you through. So earlier in uh, well, no, I would say mid to late uh, 2020, Rolex came out with a with a new version of their Submariner. The Submariner is one of the most iconic, uh, you know, watches that that they have, and basically they increased it by one millimeter as well as there's some changes. You have the Omega fanboys saying, oh, R Rolex is not really changing anything in here. It looks like the same watch, you know, but blah, 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 blah. 
now Omega's kind of doing that with his Speedmaster, and then Omega fans are like, dude, this is an entirely different watch. It's like the the, the smallest things, and it makes such a big difference. And then Rolex is just like, dude, what the fuck, right? So it's just it's funny to see that uh, within within two parties. Darius, uh, what are your thoughts? What are your comments? My comment is like. It's the same as the Rolex stuff. I think it's so good that they are so strong with their heritage and they make continual improvements to their product. Same with the Omega stuff. It's continual improvement to the product. I find that Omega fans, I guess fans is the best way to put it. Omega fans and people who love the brand a lot get very, very carried away with quote-unquote, sticking with the true nature of the product or, like, the true history of the product. It's, in my eyes, fine to look back into the past and look into the, the nature and history of the product and make references to it. But that's not how you make the best product possible. In my opinion, if Omega is, and they still are, the official space watch for nasa you know it's the watch that is certified for evas you know outside of the iss um spacewalks that's the watch they wear if that is their calling that is what the speedmaster is known for today would you not want omega to make the best speedmaster possible the most technically advanced speedmaster possible that would what that's what I want Omega to do if that's their calling. In the same way that Rolex updated to Submariner with the new movements, that's fantastic because now you have a better watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ultimately, you have a better watch. If you wanted a vintage and historical Speedmaster, did you, or, buy, did you buy a vintage one? Yeah. There you go. Right? Problem solved. Yeah. Uh, I would say technically one, one gripe I have about the Speedmaster is the 5 meter, uh, no, five ATM, so 10 is it that 10 meters water resistance? Just very low water resistance uh, rating. And I get it. It's a chronograph. It's not meant to you know, go, go down to depths. But I do feel like with modern technology, I think they would be able to squeeze in at least 100 meters. Hard to do. Really? It's a manual wind movement. It is. But hard to do. Really? How come? So... This is a bit nerdy. No, but I want to hear it. That's why. <laughs> you want to hear it. You want to hear it. Yeah. All right. So a manual mind movement, what do you need to do every morning? Wind it. You got to wind it up. You got to wind it. Right? Yeah. All right. So that's established in our mind. We have to wind manual movements consistently. You know, we have to interact with the crown consistently. What do you do to ensure the waterproofness of your waterproof watches? One of the things you can do is a screw down crown. Exactly. So if you need to screw down the crown to ensure waterproofness for a lot of waterproof watches, you have to interact with the crown and screw it down. If you need to wind that watch every day and unscrew the crown, wind it up and screw it back in, that's a lot of wear on your crown stem and crown and gaskets in there. That's why a lot of manual wind watches are not waterproof or water resistant to great depths because there's just too much interaction with the crown and you wear a lot of parts down. So as a user, 
that would not make sense, is what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. For this movement, it does not make sense. Absolutely not. Thus, that's why we're seeing such a low rating for water resistance. Exactly. Amazing. Okay. Now you know. If you didn't know, now you know. Yeah. Very helpful. Very, very helpful. But yeah. uh, that's why you see a lot of like manual movements like dress watches, not waterproof, not water resistant. Hmm. What did you hmm. feel about the uh, release? Meh. I like the Speedmaster, don't get me wrong, but I like it as an incremental upgrade. I don't think it's so... It's not a huge, like, bombshell that's being dropped. The issue I have is I respect the legacy and I respect the history, but I can never find myself to actually pull the trigger on one. I don't like it on my wrist. That's why I don't like... I don't have it. Mm-hmm. And I have a chronograph already, so I don't want another chronograph no. right now. It would be redundant. Yeah, I, Mikey, have you looked at the photos while while we're yes, talking? Yes, I'm, I'm. I've I've been looking at them while you guys have been speaking. Uh, one last um, thing before I have you chime in. There's also a huge hike uh, in the price with this huge year. hike in the price. I, Holy! I believe it's about um, over a thousand dollars difference in U.S. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's saying it's about seventy-one uh, fifty. It's a lot. That's a lot for a Speedmaster. It's a lot. Yeah. As an outsider, this seems rel- relatively palatable as a price. As somebody who has been listening to you guys talk about it for the last, like, five minutes. How fucking dare Omega? How dare they? How dare Rolex? No, like, literally, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think, like, any of this was all that heinous. Like, like I, I, I just think that... No, like, I, I I, agree with Darius in the sense of, like, why would you not want the most technologically advanced watch? If this is the moon watch, why... Like, literally why, the moon watch, right? <laughs> why would you want the same watch on the astronaut in 2021 that Buzz Aldrin was wearing? Like, it's... Like, it doesn't make any sense. That's like saying, like... Oh, yeah, you know what would be really cool is if, like, instead of people driving Teslas, everybody just drove a DeLorean. That seems like a good idea. Yeah, we all drove Model Ts. Like, yeah. (laughs) No windshield. (laughs) None at all. Exactly my point. Yeah, that that doesn't make any sense to me. No, I I definitely agree with Darius here. You want the most technologically advanced watch on your wrist. On your on your on your wrist, and if you didn't, you'll buy the most technically advanced watch on your wrist. I will say you 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 uh, you, you do understand that that uh, just from you saying, "Hey, you look at the price; it seems palatable." That's good because that's really where Omega wants to put themselves as. They want to be yeah. attainable, right? Yeah, they're it, it's like, like the Windows and Mac thing. It's like a Bell and Rogers thing. That that that's what. The parallel is with Rolex and Omega. Like I don't have I don't have seven thousand dollars to spend on a watch right now. But I mean, like if I was in the market for a seven thousand dollars watch, like why the hell not? That's seven thousand US. It okay? 9, so like what, what is it? Like Canadian. nine 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 five something like that? Nine zero eight. Okay. So, so I mean, like even at that point, like if I was in the market for a ten thousand dollars watch, like why not go with Omega? Like it's a like very clean, clean watch. And even yeah. even for like the the what I'm seeing for like the Omega Sedna Gold, 
And the Canopus Gold, 34-8 and 45-3. Obviously out of reach for the vast majority of people. But I'm saying, like, how much How much is the comparable Rolex in the in the gold like that? It's in the same range. Now, here's my problem with the massive price increase for, for Omega. When I was shopping for my Submariner, and I was cross-shopping, like, for some reason, a lot of people do, Speedmaster, Submariner. Choose one. And when I bought my Submariner, it was in the $8,500 range, Canadian. Not a cheap watch. Cheaper than this, this Speedmaster now. And it's... Reminder for listeners, I was not shopping for my Submariner like 10 years ago. That's like two or three years ago. So it's not that far off and inflation is not a thing, not, not that huge of a thing. When I was bought my Submariner, the Speedmaster was retailing in around $5,000. So almost like 60% of the Submariner cost. Now this Speedmaster is in the $9,000 range and the Submariner is in the $10,000 range. Right, 9, 8, 10-ish for a Submariner. That's my problem. It's, I think they're jumping too much in one jump. I agree. And, and the resale value um, for Omegas historically, especially when you compare, like what Darius said, uh, a Submariner with a Speedmaster. Speedmasters you can pick up for like four in the past. Yeah, they lose quite a bit they compared to. Damn. So that's why with the price increase, like with all the new bells and whistles, I think it's great with the new movement. The aesthetic changes, sure, they complement it. But at the end of the day, it, it kind of sucks just knowing that once you buy and I, I can't speak on this new model but back in the day let's say you were sitting at um 6k right that the moment you walked out you would have lost a thousand dollars or you would have lost you know eight hundred dollars that's not a, a nice pill to swallow whereas if you opt for a rolex now that the price is so similar right i don't know what's going to happen when you pick up this new speedmaster how much you're going to lose but with the rolex you're gaining the moment you walk out the door if if you get it right yeah so i mean like even like resale aside having that decision to make making that decision so much closer in your mind like without thinking about like um retained value now the difference between getting if if i was in the same situation that i was i was in a few years ago right now why would i not spend the extra four hundred dollars to get what i have right now right yeah instead of at the time the decision's like almost four thousand dollars right so so like rolex will they'll increase accordingly or no i don't know no one can do you think that they'll increase accordingly i don't think so they haven't there's no announcements right now but rolex does whatever rolex does right yeah they they have never let anyone else dictate what they do. Ever. Hmm. However, maybe, people maybe they'll are get saying... Maybe they'll get pushed this time around. Who knows? But people are saying the new Omega, they are excited to see how this new movement fares. Um, 
especially like with upcoming models and how they develop the movement for different complications on the Speedmaster. So that is something that's really cool to look out for because this is essentially a new generation movement for Omega. Mm -hmm. Now they can springboard off this movement and make um, like more complicated watches. So that's interesting. I want to see what that happens, what happens with that. Okay, here's a question that I have. It's like a outsider question. And this is somewhat related to... It is related to Rolex, but it is unrelated to the Omega Rolex thing. Um, there are Rolexes that technically tick, correct? Where it's like... It's not like a it's not like a fluid movement. Like it's like not the, like a sweep as we call it. Yes, it's not a sweep. It's like a it's like a tick. Um why is it that there's this consent not consensus, but like this idea amongst a lot of people that if your Rolex does that, it is like a foo-foo. it's a it's a fugazi, it's a foo foo. Jerry, so I'm gonna hand it off to you. I'm going to hand it off to me. So, I'm looking at my Rolex right now. No, I didn't put it off. I took it off. Um, when Jay-Z told me that the Rolly don't TikTok. <laughs> got Mikey without one. That was a softball. You 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 gave me that one. But when no, Jay Z told me, though. when Jay Z told me the Rolly don't TikTok, what he's referring to is that there's a very distinct movement between like a TikTok and a Rolex, or a mechanical movement in general. Um, TikToking, Grand Seiko aside. So, <laughs> what they're referring to this like phenomenon or this uh, conception is referring to is a quartz movement ticking every second, like once a second, one hurt. A mechanical movement will tick and talk because that's how a mechanical movement works in the vast majority of cases. It has a tick and talk. But it ticks at a faster rate, so it looks like it's sweeping. But if you hold it up to your eye and like investigate and really look at it, you'll notice that it's like, ticking but it's not once every second it's smoother than that huh that's just what that's what people say when it's like it glides or it's sweeped right. but if you really look at it accurately it's not sweeping very interesting okay i didn't know that i actually didn't know that and uh now next time i see somebody wearing a rolex i'll be like hey i know all about the movement on this thing <laughs> but yeah from, but you're from right. a very limited yeah. Stuff that Darius told. <laughs> but you're right because there are certain Rolexes that will actually tick and those would be accredited to the oyster quartz. And that's when yeah. Rolex did come out with um battery uh, quartz quartz movements that ran off of a battery rather than, yeah. you know, either hand winding or automatic winding. But if yeah. if you were to look at, you know, automatic timepieces, you will see a sweep. But but they're just you know closer movements. Just comprise of closer ticks. Yeah, and like to get a smoother and smoother sweep, you just increase the amount of ticks um, between each second. Now 
you get the question, why don't I just do like 100 ticks per second so it's a smooth sweep? Where? Great question. Wear and tear, one. Two is the faster the rate of your tick, the more energy that's used in making that movement go and then the lower your, your, um, your power reserve becomes. So effectively, there's no point. Yeah. There are some watches that have like 100 ticks per second on their chronographs. But that is like a fully specially developed chronograph only for that yeah, reason. It's like a million dollar watch. No, it's, no. it's Zenith. It's uh, it's not a million dollars, but it's a very interesting, 14, twelve thousand something like that. But oh, it's what? a very interesting bad. concept. It's not that bad, but it's a really interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to close off of of this note, and Mikey, I'm really hoping one day you can share this, or maybe not share this. Um, I'm going to get a rolly. I'm going to get a rolly. On Darius's answer, but Darius, do you ever hold the watch right up to your ear and hear the chime? That that the uh, the chime? Yeah, like that the yeah uh, the chime the where movement, it's like ching, bring, 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 bring. the movement like, makes like the... there, I find that there's there's a certain frequency, right? That's generated from the movement. Okay, I guess you've never done it, so. <laughs> I I I hear the like the ticking of it, not the chimes though. Yeah, because sometimes I hear like a, just the frequency, right? Um, when you hold it up, whether it's your your sub or or your AP, just try it out. Like you could hear, like if it's really quiet in the room, you'd be able to hear like this this frequency that just kind of rings along with the ticking. I love that about my watches. Oh, specifically the 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 Explorer. The sound so effect. Ed- that- so now we know Ed's watches sing him to sleep. Yes. <laughs> the sound effect that I made is probably what my Casio is going to sound like. Bring me. Ching. Bring me. Bring me. Ed asked me if, like, if I listen to the chime of my watches. I'm like, Ed, I don't have binner repeaters <laughs> yet. 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 No. I do urge you to try that out. I don't know. It's, it's something that I noticed um, one time. It was just holding it up to my ear. I'm like, oh shit, like, beyond the ticking. Um, you do hear like this, a note behind it. I've tried it on the 58 as well. It doesn't sound I'm gonna as try nice. This now. It does not sound as nice. I'll be honest. Yeah. Speaking yeah, I'll, tr- of, I'll try with my AP when I get it. With your AP. Speaking of Tudor. Yeah. Undefeated is selling Tudor watches with the undefeated logo on them. 50 units. Very cool. F-N-A. Oh, wow. I thought they weren't selling them. I thought it was friends and family only. Selling, gifting, whatever. They have these watches. I'm very, very interested in knowing if that's a Tudor-sanctioned um, Oh, product. so you're saying it might have been a redial? Yeah. That's what I want to know. By who? Ben Baller? Mm. You think he, he, has, he has... I don't know. I don't know who did it or who would have done it. I mean, a lot of media outlets are saying it's like undefeated, tap Tudor to make these watches. Yes. Which implies that Tudor has made these watches exclusively for Undefeated. I don't think that's what happened. Hmm. What leads you to, to believe that's not what happened? Because getting someone to put their logo on a Tudor dial would be like trying to get someone to put their logo on a Rolex dial, which I don't think is very likely to happen, especially for not to talk down on Undefeated, but I don't think it's going to happen for Undefeated. 
because in the past to have that happen, you have to be like literal royalty. That's what I was just going to say for those, right? Cause for those listening, like Rolex used to be used to do that. And they did that for a Royal family where the Rolex uh, like name was not even on the dial. Yeah. Right. Very rarely. Or they would put their, their family crest on it. Yeah. And even today, even today, if you're like Royal, like Sultan of Oman style, going to do it they're not going to put it on the dial and i've seen these watches like modern rolexes um sold to royal families and they'll have like on the warranty card or whatever documentation that has a seal saying like this is sold to this royal family and it will have the seal on the back of the watch like as a case back engraving not on the dial the only reason why i think that this might be a thing um that tudor actually agreed to is because but it's also very unclear. I keep on seeing something about a specialized serial number. That could um, just be undefeated engraving the case back, though. Yeah, that's that is. Um, I think I think that's like what people are trying to say is that they say specialized serial number, but it's like it's just engraved in the case back. Yeah, like and I could have, right? I could have ten iPhones and then write one to ten throughout the iPhones on the case mm-hmm. on the back. With a Sharpie, there you go, serialized. Hmm. So I really want to know um, if it's a sanctioned, really, quote-unquote, collaboration. Yeah. Because it, it is very interesting. Because if it was, woof, that's really big news to me, at least. Yeah. It, it is. If they were able to pull that off, you know, both parties agreeing to it and it being official, it's a huge step. For, for that's a really really big step for both yeah. brands but if it's not it. then it's like yeah I, I hey is is it based off of the original black bay like the 41 i, I could, believe it is off the 41 yeah because looking at the size i think i think so but I, I wasn't able to confirm also the dial color oh yes it's not the it's a, the black bay 58 blue no no it is a black bay with a blue bezel and a black dial. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I need it. It is very good. Good nice. luck. I know. I'm a, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna find a way. How how much You're is the take John Mayer's? How much is the non undefeated version? Is it like a five? I couldn't tell you because I don't know if it's a fifty eight or a forty one, right? I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's a it's a forty one. Forty one I really don't know. Because maybe uh, that could be Mikey's uh new watch. A black yeah, bay. I'm gonna yeah. tra- I'm gonna trade up the Casio for that. Yeah, I'll, I can I'll, see Mikey getting into a black bay. I can too. A forty-one as well. It's it's the most realistic watch for my price point. I'd say. I can is, see a black is, bay. Is it is a Tudor black bay forty-one? Would yeah, you go I, burgundy bezel, blue bezel, or black bezel, or steel bezel? Uh, I don't like the burgundy bezel. Okay, um, burgundy. I do like the blue on the Tudor a little bit. I I would probably go with the black, though, realistically speaking. If I'm spending that much on a watch, I'm probably going to go with the black bezel. The steel bezel's really nice. I like that one. I don't even think I know what the steel bezel looks like. I'm actually surprised that I know what all those other colors look like on the bezel. Right? Like I'm actually very surprised that I just know off the top of my head what they look like. $4,333. That's a little bit. Very attainable. 
We'll see, we'll see how things go. We'll see yeah. how things go for me this year. We'll <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see if uh, if February is good to me. Very possible. And and yeah, the more I look at it, uh, Darius, I, I I can't see Mikey with this. Right. I can you know see. what? The blue bezel is so hard though. I'm gonna tell you that blue is real nice. It is. I like that blue. I like that blue a lot. The steel is also very nice. I think I'd want the blue face. I need that blue face. So that's Black Bay 58 Current. blue or the Pelagos. Ooh. They, have, they have the 41 in the blue, don't they? Not the blue dial. Blue bezel they do, but not the blue dial. What? This is nonsense. Did they get nominated? No, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, what? No, I'm looking, I'm looking at this right here. Hold on. If you're looking at this guy, Mikey, that's the... No, no, no. I I just sent it right now. That one's pretty nice, though. Because that's the 58. And that one goes for $4,210. Oh, he's talking about the... Not the heritage. Oh, okay. Not the heritage. No bezel. Oh, okay. Smooth bezel on this one. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, that one's that one slaps. Love it. Get it. Yeah. How, how much does that one go for? You think? Three thousand five hundred and forty, that's not bad. Oh, Is it that's just the, the Black Bay forty one? Like that line? Yeah. The forty one thirty six thirty two. Yeah. Not gonna yeah. lie, if you're listening to this and if you have a, a female companion, I do think a Black Bay 32 is very nice because I picked one up for, for my partner and it, it just wears so well on her wrist. It's really good. Damn, got you a man like Ed. <laughs> for real. And she has beat the shit out of it, but it, it looks, so, looks so nice. Yeah. They're a Tudor couple. <laughs> I changed the most, though. But yeah. Um, before we wrap up, guys, anything else? Yeah, I do have one thing to add. For sure. Um, I don't like Frank Mueller watches. I don't know. I don't know if that's like a hot take or something, but it honestly looks like some Alice in Wonderland shit. Whenever I look at one. Add take. You know, it might not be for you. It's it's for a certain crowd. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know all about Frank Mueller. First time I heard about it was through a Jay-Z lyric. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, what's this? And then I was like, oh, okay, this is nice. And then that actually got me into the, the RMs. Mueller the got to Mueller. Yeah, that got me into the, the RMs. And like, okay, I think I like RM more. Frank Mueller, I respect you, respect what you do, but I like this side a little more. That's it. You? Yeah, I'm not, Frank I'm not Mueller sure. had... Frank Miller had so much opportunity to make their watches, like, become so sick. And they do make, like, sick watches mm-hmm. still, right? They make they make a watch which you can play roulette on. For real? Yeah. Yeah, check it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, love watching I, I, I mean, like, it. I don't know. I just, I don't know which one. Uh, the Vanguard Classic? I don't know the if it's is, that one or if it's the... Um, they make crazy hours. The crazy cool. hours. That that watch is ugly as fuck, dude. Really? That's yeah. sick. I think it's. You so like cool. it? 
I think it's cool. That's why I said it just looks like some like some Alice in Wonderland shit. Like it just doesn't look like like I don't know, man. It's like for $31,000. Like, nah, I'm good, man. I just, if I'm paying that much for a watch, I just want it to look like a professional watch. What if you already like have a watch for watches. a professional? What? And let, you watches up, so. If you're a watch professional, watches. then that's different. If you're, right. if you're, if you're a watch professional, then you already have watches that look professional. So then you are able to go outside of the realm of professional looking watches and then buy something like this. But for somebody that doesn't have like, you know what I mean? Like a really nice watch like that. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, <laughs> like, I remember the first time I got, I tried on a crazy hour. Crazy hours, for those who don't know, it doesn't go on the dial one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The hour hand jumps around per hour. And when I tried it on, my friend has one and I tried his on it. I was like, this is the craziest thing ever. And it blew my mind and I love that watch ever since. Yeah, the the Van the Vanguard classic isn't so bad. That yeah. was actually kind of nice. Frank yeah. Mueller, so close. Yeah. Richard, they were Richard Mill before Richard Mill became Richard Mill. I just don't, I don't like the idea of the crazy hours at all. Oh yeah, because you would never know what time it is by looking at it. You have to read it. Fucking crazy. Like it's, I just wanted to know, like, it must be very interesting to watch it move though, because it like, jumps. It actually just straight up jumps. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't slide. It doesn't, um. Slowly going around. It just <laughs> like, jumps over. That's it's why so I crazy. said it just it just feels like some Alice in Wonderland shit. Like it's just some mad hatter watch. <laughs> Very crazy. Anyways, uh yeah, Mike, before we Mikey, sign off. You're you're a fan? Sorry, just to close off. You're a fan of Franklin Wheeler or no? I like the Vanguard. I like their skeleton watch. I don't know what the hell it's called. Gravity? I don't know. But the the crazy hours, you can keep that shit. I'm not paying $40,000 for a watch that, like... Man, look, I'd rather have the... I, I don't know if you guys recall this. I don't know how old you guys were. Uh, you were you were probably around there at the time. Um, the uh, Remember when Burger King did the, the SpongeBob collaboration? We were, like, kids. They had the little watches. Slaps. Yeah, I'd much rather have I'd much rather have a Burger Damn. King SpongeBob watch than the crazy hours. Damn, that's Oof. how I feel. Oof, hot, yep. strong, Frank strong choice words for Frank Mueller. Yeah, Frank felt felt that one. Yeah, Frank. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, did we hit the three hour mark? I'm just curious. I think we did. We we went really long today. Yeah, two fifty three. Amazing. Jeez. If you've made it this far, like I said before, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Ed loves it. Yeah. Amazing. And then everybody, Amazing. everybody's going to open up the pod. They're going to be like, oh, shit, oh, man. Shit. They went really long ago. <laughs> Damn, it's three hours today. Look, if you, you know, we this- were really, we were getting closer to two, and then we just fucking blew it this week. <laughs> we blew it. Yeah. We blew it with the fashion talk. We need to, like, we, did. We, we need to make sure that whoever makes it this far gets rewarded in the future. Yes. There has to be some incentive. I think we need a producer. I think that's, I think that's it. I think we need a producer to, like, keep us on track because we're not good at keeping ourselves on track. <laughs> oh, we're not good at track. No, 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 no. no, no. But I, I enjoy 
the, the the craziness. I will say the nonsense. Oh no, I do, I do as well. But I I feel like we could definitely benefit from like a production student like that. We'll do this for free. <laughs> Just, if you're a production student in need of internship hours, oh, yeah, hit us up. There you go. For hit real, that's actually a good idea. I'm I'm gonna try and like reach out to some colleges or something so that we can like maybe hit the two hour mark one time. One time, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hit me, hit me with that two hour one time. Yeah. Like, could you imagine how annoying it'd be though? Like we're just like we're on the call and then there's just like this one nineteen year old just screaming at us for. Yeah. <laughs> Stop talking about Yeezys. <laughs> Move Guys, on. you have been Move talking on. about dunks for 25 minutes. <laughs> Relax. Bro, what's a dunk? <laughs> Yo, wave runners are nothing. But anyways, um, if you are a student, feel free to hit us up. Um, you can hit me up at springs.thread. And you can also comment, subscribe, like, and you know, leave a review. Leave us something positive for this podcast. Um, where can they find you if they want to submit a resume, Mikey? H-E-Y-I-M-M-I-K-E-Y. Hey, I'm Mikey on Instagram. Um, yeah, hit me up on Instagram and I'll send you my email if anything. There you go. And sending over resumes or sending over a very nice portfolio, where would they send it to you at, Darius? It would be D-A-R-I-G. I will have to say, no guarantees that you will own a Cassie Oak or a Royal Oak by the end of the internship. But we yes. Maybe not. You're definitely not going to have the Royal Oak by the end of the internship. <laughs> we'll try, though. We'll really try. We could try. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're really, like, look, if you're that good of a, of a uh, production intern, then, okay, fine. Man, if you can get us to be on that money that we can give an intern Royal Oak, that means I'm going getting, like, yeah, I'm getting that Richard Mill. I'm gonna love yeah. up too. If if you you know you know how many Uber you know how many Uber Eats orders I'd make a week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trip. The luxury, the luxury of it. Um, your Uber Eats guy will know your breakfast order before me. you yeah. can get. He'll know me. I I yeah. I will literally have to like start tipping outrageously because they're just gonna know that. If they don't get like a sweet tip that I'm gonna order at some point again and then that that's how I get food poisoning. Mikey, eventually you're gonna be giving them so much money that they're not working for Uber Eats. They're working <laughs> directly <laughs> for, you. for you. They're they're just a courier for my yeah. food. Mikey it's Eats. It's not Uber Eats, it's Mikey, Mikey Eats, exactly. Mikey Eats, that's <laughs> it. Swooshy Eats. Swooshy Eats. The swooshy meal. Swoosh. The ziggy zaggy meal. And whatever else uh if you ever have any questions or you want to see what we spoke about on the podcast like i said earlier mikey has generously um donated his time to building um you know just the resources and hyperlinks for you and that is available on the website signing off thank you so much for listening peace bye later